Circle K is America's thirst stop, and yours. Stay cool this summer with ice-cold favorites like Froster, Polar Pop Cup, iced coffee, and more. When life's go, 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 make us your first stop. Circle K, America's thirst stop. Welcome to the Nimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and don't put those jackets up quite yet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 46 degrees in St. Augustine. Oh, chilly. Florida, man. Yeah, oh, it was dang. nasty. Oh, no, it's awesome. I, I I love it. Oh, my God, I love it. Um, you know, my wife, Tara, she's like, uh, it's so cold. Yeah, I, I turn I, the heat I, on. I said, no, no, no don't turn the heat on. Yeah, I, I, I got to enjoy the last couple days. We're yeah. going to have a being cold. It's, it's funny because I woke up this morning. And we, you know, we didn't turn any heat on. We put, we we did throw an extra blanket yeah, yeah, on, on last night, right? Yeah, but I woke up, up. And, and the house was sixty two. Oh, you know? nice. so I was like, okay. Yeah, so I, we're, we're long good. as long as it's in the sixties, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, and when I say in the house, yeah, exactly. If it gets into the fifties, yeah, you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get that. I gotta nudge you the gotta thermostat nudge up. I'm, up I'm with a you. Bit. I'm with you. I'm with you. you. Know? But but no, I, I, it was. Uh, gosh, I was thinking about all of the. All the guys going turkey hunting this morning, man. They're gonna. They're, it's it's different weather, you know. Um, Turkeys are going. Uh, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. The gobbler's like, dang, come snuggle. Yeah, did, I, did I did I fall asleep for a year? Yeah. Am I, Seven am, I am, am I supposed to gobble this morning? <laughs> so yeah, and it's weird. I mean, sometimes yeah, you know, because we both have hunted. Yes. In, in cold snaps, where that all of a sudden have popped up, and whether it be sure. late March or you know at some point in April like it is now, and some days you expect them not to gobble like that, and then all of a sudden they're gobbling their brains I, out. I agree. And you're like, what makes a turkey decide whether they gobble one day and then another day that they don't? It, I've it, always wondered that. Well, you you we've asked Dave Edwards. That question. We've had that conversation. They don't know. They don't know. No. They, they and he said he, they 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 did all of it. You know, cloudy days, windy days, bluebird sky days. He said I don't don't know. Have you heard the old saying? When the winds out of the east, the turkeys gobble the least. Yeah. And have you found that to be no. true? No. I found it to be somewhat true. So, and it's northeast mm-hmm. this week, mm-hmm. and uh, the turkeys didn't gobble a bunch, right? I got, uh, Sunday morning was beautiful. What was uh, the wind doing? You remember? Calm. Calm? Calm. Okay. Yeah, it was calm. Um, next then, couple days, what'd the wind do? Um, Was it east? I'm, 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 I'm trying to think. That for, well, first of all, Tuesday, there was no wind, and, and so Monday, maybe maybe east, northeast, yeah. five. You okay. know? I mean, it wasn't, wasn't much to it. You know? It's just how, it's funny how you know the the, the old timers had sayings just like the shrimp. It's just you know? like, the, but the same saying for for fishing. You know, west well, is best, east is least, which is not true. Which always. is not true. No, <laughs> sometimes you got to have east to get things going. Yeah, but it's just funny how some of the sayings that the old timers would say sometimes seem to be true. Well, I was thinking about this when I was thinking about my papa, my grandfather. Um, 
He always told me, don't plan on doing anything until after Easter, as in planning. He was a farmer. You know, I mean, that's. It, it, I was thinking about him this morning, and, and, and I hope. Mr. Emmett used to say the same thing. <laughs> that's, that's, um, I, I hope that this isn't cold enough to kill the buds in Georgia. You know, on the peach trees. Nah, and stuff. I, hopefully it won't be. I, I don't. I Shouldn't don't think, be. I don't think so. We. No. You know, because two years ago, remember the close, the bad one we got. Oh, real bad. Real bad. And then they lost. It was everything. a couple days. Yeah, it was a couple days in the twenties. Days yeah. of cold, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just I, I I pray for them because I know that uh, um, everything's bloomed out. You know, oh my I gosh! Mean, I mean, all my pecan trees. The dogwoods are, like, are done. Yeah, dogwoods are and done. Your pecan trees are blooming. Yeah, but pecans and my chestnut trees. And here's up. the thing: yep. pecans usually ain't even thinking about blooming right, right now. Right, exactly. They're usually the last tree mm-hmm. in in the state of Georgia for the most part yep. to to bloom. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the dogwoods, like when I was up there last week, the dogwoods were already done. Yeah. I mean, literally, the the white flowers were barely off. even visible, right. and then the mm-hmm. the green was already out, and you're like, "Holy cow!" Mm-hmm. And usually, by for the most part, when when you would get to April is when things just are starting to bloom. Right. I mean, except for the last couple of years because it's been warm. Exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't. But you but know, this year, this the year, typical year though, that's how it has been. Man, the the azaleas are amazing in Georgia. Amazing. By the and, way, and, and I'll tell you what, the Masters next week. That's what I was asking. Yeah. Are they? Do they? They have that temperature control. They do. They do. In for, the ground for the, for the for the azaleas, yeah. But how many areas do they have that on? I'm just curious. Oh my god, it's. You know, Is it the whole course? The whole course, but I know, I, I I know that you've never been there, and um, because you're not, you know, golf's not your thing, but I enjoy taking a nap to golf. I I, I know you do, but I, I'm just telling you. That if you ever get the chance mm-hmm. to go, you because the, the, the if you've watched it on TV, you think it's this big area. You right. know, you've played golf. You know right. how big golf courses are. Yeah, some golf courses okay. are huge. Whenever you walk out of the clubhouse, you're up on top of a hill and you look down. The whole course is right there in front of you. Hmm. It's Jeff. It's I, I don't. I won't say maybe I don't know seventy hundred acres. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, and it's it's the most magnificent scene you've ever seen, dude. I mean, there's not a there's not a weed, not a weed, nowhere, nowhere. No, no I'm not kidding you. I where bet. you walk, where they play, the azaleas are like unbelievable. It's it's something. Well, it is something out of a magazine. You got. I wonder you, what they pay. Oh, I I can't even imagine the groundskeeper. I, I, yeah, it's 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 I gotta mean, be. Guy that you grew up with, Jay Reister. Jay Reister. He yeah. he is. Uh, what is exactly his title? Supervisor at uh, greenskeeper at at Pontevedra. He handles all that, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah which is amazing. And uh, but you wonder, I mean, how much f- for the Masters? What, well, is, I mean, what is the club call? I don't know. Jay makes a million or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like what that. What is the club called where the Masters is at? Augusta. Augusta National. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just want to. Yeah. Brain fart. Okay, at Augusta National, I would love to know what the guy makes. Yeah. Who Jay would probably have a He clue. probably would have an yeah. idea. Yeah, he probably, probably have Text an him. idea. I will. Hey, Jay. Yeah, I will. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just out of curiosity. What, what what would a greenskeeper at Augusta make? I don't know. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know. Yeah, because next Gotta week. Gotta be one of the best of the best. Yeah, next next, next week it's, it's going to be spectacular with the weather so that they've the had. The tournament starts this week, right? Thursday. Thursday. Ne- next, come- Thursday. 
so coming this coming Thursday. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yep. So and the weather looks like it's going to be a chance of rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. up in Georgia. Yeah, but warm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ought to be interesting. It should be good. It should. It should. Should be very good. Um, we got a we got a little special show coming today. At the uh, 9 o'clock hour, where we are typically doing our Ring Power Tip of the Week, we have a really good, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm still getting my voice back. We have a really good Ring Power Tip of the Week, and we're going to have a couple people join us for the Ring Power Tip of the Week. One is Mr. Dave Edwards, who we've, he's been a part of the show, I mean, for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. And he now, well, where he, well, many years he worked. Mr. Sheepshead. Oh, totally Mr. <laughs> Sheepshead. He was the one on my on my team that mm-hmm. caught our sheep's head, uh-huh. which we finished second place. Mm-hmm. And uh, for many years, he was at Cabin Bluff. He was the general manager at Cabin Bluff, and then Cabin Bluff sold. Now he works at uh, White, uh, Oak White Oak Plantation. But he was a part of something that was pretty cool, and it was uh, this, this thing called the Skiff Challenge. And the Skiff Challenge is a – Kind of a cannonball run for boats, mm-hmm. uh, and Chris, you're 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 going to love this this topic today because I'm excited. the skiff challenge it started out, and I'm going to do my best to just give a a brief cliff notes version. It started out as a couple different boat owners that were boasting about their skiffs, their boats, <laughs> and how tough and durable and how good they were. Well, then I guess a challenge was issued. Well, hey, buddy, if yours is as good as you say it is, put your money where your mouth is. Let's make a run around the whole state of Florida. Love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's five boat owners that are doing it this year. It's Hell's Bay, and I I, I won't get them all right, but it's Hell's Bay, Yellowfin, Sea Pro, Key West, and a couple other ones, and I'll get all the list of it here in a minute. So anyway, they start on the – Florida Alabama line, and then they have to go all the way around the state of Florida, and then around Key West, up the coast of the East Coast. Now this is they can do whatever they want. They can be in the ocean. They can be in their coastal. This is a race, mm-hmm. and then you end up. It used to end up at Cabin Bluff, and that's how Dave Edwards became a part of this. Mm-hmm. Well, this year it's going to end up in Fernandina, and this is a nonstop race that has no break. So if it's dark outside, turn the light on. Okay, so a skiff holds around twenty gallons of gas. They're 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 all they all have they have a maximum horsepower, I think, of about seventy horsepower, a maximum <laughs> length of eighteen feet, okay. a maximum carrying capacity, a fuel of twenty two gallons per boat. Two drivers are allowed in the boat, and then there's two support guys allowed on land. So it's a four-man team, and it's a race, and it's going to take them about, and get this, about 44-ish hours, okay? That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. To make the whole trip from there around the state to Fernandina in an 18-foot skiff and to do it in 44-ish hours? Unbelievable. (laughs) Yeah. So so I'm I'm assuming your two-man crew's in a truck. Two in a truck, and, and, and two so, in a boat, probably. So, so, so they've got the gas. They got the gas, and, yep. and some of these guys have literally gone as far as to have NASCAR gas cans, where they put the fuel in, it doesn't go. go, 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 go right. Yeah, go, go, it goes. Go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how about that? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and and so this whole skiff challenge 
is designed to raise awareness for Captains for Clean Water, mm-hmm. which is a group of charter captains that got together years ago and started this group that because they wanted to raise awareness for some of the mismanagement of the water issues in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make sure that the water was going to stay clean in the state for many generations to come so that the fisher, fisheries, the estuaries, and everything would would be good. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what a cool way to raise awareness and to raise money for what many view as a great cause. Yeah. And so we're going to have Dave Edwards on and then also Mr. Chris Peterson or Captain Chris Peterson. And Captain Chris Peterson, him and his wife, bought Hell's Bay Boats a few years ago when it was essentially bankrupt. And him and his wife now run it. He's got a boat in the race. He's got a boat in the race. And uh, the race is coming up. And we're going to tell you different ways you can follow it. So we're going to have them at the 9 o'clock hour. That's cool. should be fun. And I, I can't wait to hear some of the stories about some of the past races. Yeah, exactly. And, and what the expectation is and what the uh, the secret is. And I, I, I think about the nighttime navigation. That's that's that's, yeah. that's what I, I think about, you know, because, um, I mean, they, they've got to have technology. You know? They're allowed all the technology that they want. Okay, yeah, I would have to think that, yeah. So chart plotters, uh, I'm, yeah, chart plotters. I'm assuming maybe even radar to some extent. I mean, yeah, wouldn't you think you'd want to have that at night? I would think so. But I mean, 40, 44 hours, no sleep. Yeah, running a boat hard. Ah, that ain't. I mean, I don't know if I. I mean, yeah. Would you want to do that? <laughs> no, no, no. I like <laughs> me sleep. either. No. Uh-uh. So you had me. Oh, so you know, you mentioned cannonball run. It totally sounds like a cannonball run thing. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking about uh, that black Lamborghini and Adrian Barbeau. So you totally ruined it. <laughs> Good point. Oh man. So if if you want to go to Facebook and learn more, and because they have a Facebook page, just go to Skiff Challenge. Okay. And or Captains for Clean Water. On Facebook, they have many different ways that you can find out how to follow this. I, I, I can't wait to talk to Captain Chris Peterson and find out how you can follow this while the race is going yeah, on. Yeah, is it, is it going to be like live Facebook? I don't know. It'd be cool, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if there was a way to kind of track it, follow it. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, it, we have the technology, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Uh, let's just say that there's 10 boats in it. I bet you there's ten different ways of there's going. Five boats. Or, or five, okay, five, let's say five boats. Mm-hmm. They all take different ways. That's the thing. Yeah, you go however you want. Right. If you wanted to go from the Florida state line, mm-hmm. okay, cut across the Gulf and cut across the Gulf straight <laughs> to Key West, you can do it. Yeah. But you got to be able to do it with 22 gallons of fuel. Yeah. Okay, you're not carrying extra fuel tanks on your boat. Right. That's funny. How far can you go? With 22 gallons, and the link that we will put up on our like Facebook. That, but you're in a 17-foot skiff, dude. 18. 18. Max okay. of 18. 18 getting your butt Max of dude. 18, yeah. and I'm getting hammered. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure those guys are literally glued to Noah. Oh, yeah. Going, please, God, yeah. dear God, please, <laughs> give us some good weather, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some of them that got a boat that can handle the rough water, and they're going, dear God, please. Make it rough as hell. <laughs> you know, yep. Some crazy guy, yep. you know. So anyway, we'll uh, we'll have them on at the nine o'clock hour, looking at that conversation, forward to that conversation, and uh, 
We're going to have a lot of conversations today. 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. When we come back, we'll do a weather forecast brought to you by the Bearded Pig and a Tides forecast brought to you by Angie yes. Subs. And, uh, and I've been to both of them recently. I can tell you that. Just look at my waistline. <laughs> All right, so we, we know, and we've talked about this many times, about how Hagen Coastal Outfitters has paddle boards, kayaks, you know, the mm-hmm. all all the cool latest and greatest. We all know that I want to kayak me and Dave yep, Edwards yep. and Josh and Fred when we came in second in the El Cheapo because Dave caught a beautiful fish, and uh, I bought the other guys out. Can't wait to get that. But at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, if – Kevin, if you were ever thinking about buying a paddleboard, a paddleboard, paddleboard, so you got to stand. I'm talking a okay. stand-up paddleboard. Uh-huh. What do they call that? A sup, sup, oh, so, sup. Yeah, like so. Like, Acronym: so, so, Stand-up like, paddleboard. Yeah, okay? okay. All right, we're we're we're, we're getting hip. Mm, like okay. Kirk, we're we're educating ourselves here. Chris is like, there's no chance. You guys <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. You might you okay. might get an artificial hip. That's about yeah, it. Exactly. Okay, so if you had an opportunity to get a paddleboard. I guarantee you, I know exactly which one you would buy. Okay. Which one would I buy? You would buy the Rover by boat. Oh. That's the one you could put a motor on. That would be the one I would buy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Folks, these things are so sweet. And literally, they're a, it's a motorized paddleboard. And they got them in stock at the Hagen Coast Loudfitter location, Manor and Green Cove Springs, and Yulee. And for a limited time only, you can purchase a Rover and receive, this is cool now, and you can receive a grab bar and a bucket rack. So, in other words, when you're don't getting like busy with it, and you got you got the tiller handle yeah. on the motor, you know, you got the hand. The other hand is holding on to the grab bar in the front, so you can you know make the turns and look hip, and you know, yeah. and be styling. And then the bucket bar holds your five gallon bucket. You know, so that's four hundred dollar value. So at Hey yeah. Coast Outfitters right now, if you get one of those boat rovers, you get four hundred dollars worth of gear. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. so, uh, <laughs> all right. Let me give you a tides. So you look up the weather. Um, all right, the tides report brought to you by Angie Subs. And he, he, I got to share a quick story. Okay, quick story. I go to Angie Subs this week. <laughs> Honestly, I walk in the door. Chicken salad. I ordered a chicken salad. Did you really? I did. Okay, which is cha- so yeah. that's changed for me, right, right? Right. You know, I was told we just ran out. Oh come on. Yep. We just so, ran out. Okay, which, which, you know what? That, it happens. You, you, you know what that means? It's well, fresh. <laughs> yeah. So, and they said, we're in the process of making it, but it's going to take a little while. I was like, look, no problem. Just give me a Peruvian. Yeah. Okay. So I get my French fries, get my Peruvian. Wow. I'm, Peruvian's now your plan twist, B. Yeah. Twist my arm. Yeah. So okay. let, let, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. For like weight reasons, this, that, and the other, if you had have gotten the chicken salad, would you have gotten French fries with that? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting chicken salad because I'm trying to watch my weight. Okay, I'm getting asking. chicken salad because it's damn good. All right, all right. You know, French fries because they're the best I've ever had. Okay. Okay, right. so here's the thing. I, I eat it, you know, and I go home. But my mind is still, it's still glued on chicken salad. Okay. So what do I do? No, then, what? The next day I go, no, right, you did I go not. right back to Angie's, walk in the door, I'll take a chicken salad. <laughs> 
and an order of French fries. Thank you very much. But did you go back like a little bit earlier than yes, you did? Exactly. No, just to make no, sure. No, did, no, did, you, no. did you show up at like nine thirty in the morning? <laughs> I didn't and, show up at like ten, and, knocking on the door, going, and, "Is you ready?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hello. Anyway, uh, 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 so here's your, shop, here's the your, best. Your, here, here's your Tides report, uh, Jacksonville Beach. And so it, it, it is going to be a little different from the inlet, but it's basically a, a 745 low tide this morning. Which at Mayport, the, the bar pilot dock, that's 807. Okay, 807. So we're right in the same range. And it is a, you do have, looks like um, a negative tide this morning, too. 0.13 at the Mayport okay. bar pilot dock, which with a northeast wind, it's not even going to be close to being negative. No, it is not. It is not high tide uh, this afternoon, uh, one forty. So, one forty. Mayport Bar Pilot two eighteen, and that's only a four one four, but it'll be higher than that. Obviously, with the northeast wind, and the ocean is is angry. Yeah, it's it's uh, closed. Angry. Yeah, I mean it it is angry. All right, so let's do a weather forecast to find out exactly why it's angry. There's an Arctic high pressure centered. Arctic high. Yep. <laughs> in April. Centered over the Ohio Valley and the Appalachians, which will slowly weaken as it settles southward this weekend, becoming centered directly over our waters by Sunday afternoon. Strong northeasterly winds and elevated seas will continue through this evening, followed by diminishing winds and subsided seas overnight and Sunday. High pressure will then shift south of the northeast Florida waters on Tuesday creating a prevailing south-to-southwest wind flow through late next week with sea breezes developing each afternoon over the near shore Winter, water. winter, chicken dinner. Get ready. Get ready, boys and girls. Get ready. Yep. What does that mean for seas-wise? Today, northeast 15 to 20, 4 to 6. Tomorrow, northeast 5 to 10, increasing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon. That's 3 to 4 in the ocean. Monday, northwest 5 to 10. Becoming east around 10 in the afternoon. It's going to be 2 to 3. Tuesday. Here we here go. It rolls. South winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Wednesday. Southwest winds around 10 knots, becoming southeast 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Get ready, Travis. We're going offshore on Wednesday, buddy. Just <laughs> count on it. <laughs> Heck yeah. I know he's listening. You know what I'm doing? Turkey hunting. Yep. 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 I, I, I actually. Um, I took, you know, because it's Easter weekend, and I figured that this would this would be probably my last long weekend to hunt mm-hmm. because I'm super busy. Fishing's coming up. Yeah, fishing's coming up, and so I took Monday and Tuesday off. So I'm gonna uh, go today, and and uh, Colt and his buddy are up at the property. They're they're gonna fish all weekend. They want to go bass fishing, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a good weekend. Good weekend. The bass bite ought to be really good. Yeah, the bass once bite once it should, warms back up. Yeah, once it warms back up, yeah. uh, it should it, it it should be really good, really good. Hey, r- real quick, Jeff, because I know he's listening this morning. Also, um, a huge congratulations to Jeff Stam and his crew on turn three. Uh, I get this, okay? So I told you last he was in the lead. He was in the lead for the Wahoo shootout. For the Wahoo shootout. Yep. Okay, so last Saturday. There was a one-day tournament, the Wahoo Mayhem, I think it was. Okay, out, which, which out. you can fish that day for that tournament and still so, have it be a day for the Wahoo shootout. You could, but but he had already he was done. He was already done. He was at already the shootout. done. So he's still sweating bullets. He was in the lead. He was in the lead. Mm-hmm. They win that one. They win that one. What? Which one? The Mayhem. 
The mayhem. For twelve grand. Wow. Sunday finds out he wins the shootout. Oh. So, so we had a little $112,000 weekend. Oh, my God. <laughs> How good is that? Catching catching Wahoo. Catching Wahoo. Golly. But the, Congratulations, the, 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 the fish that they caught in the one day? Yeah. 97. No way. 97. God. Second place was like 46. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, dude? At first, hey, first off, I'd say he's got a honey hole. He he he's a damn good fisherman. I mean, he's a really good fisherman. He's got a great crew, and he's got a horseshoe stuck up his rear end so far that nobody can ever get it out. I mean, but it's you know what? It, good for them, man. I was it's good for them. I was uh... so he got on Thursday evening. Uh huh. <laughs> the awards both tournaments were Thursday evening. So he stood up there for winter on one tournament and then walked the other side of Comanche Cove and got in his new boat for the win in the other tournament. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Sweep. Awesome. Clean sweep. Yeah. Um, I was curious, so I just, I just searched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, the record for Wahoo? Because, I mean, if you catch nearly a triple-digit Wahoo, yeah. which is very rare, yeah. what's the state record? You have any idea? I'd say one fifty six. One fifty six. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know what exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, but I, that would be that would. Be I'm curious case. as to what the state records are. You know, I'm not talking. I mean, regardless of what you're using, oh, yeah, because yeah, you yeah, have yeah, all yeah, these yeah. tackle oh, records. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're talking about all, all, all tackle. All, all tackle, tackle records. records. Right. Yeah. All tackle Florida State record. Uh, what is it? Yeah. And uh, state record, according to myfwc.com, is 139 pounds caught near Marathon. Okay. I mean, that's that's a big fish. Yeah. One or, but there's reports, I mean, there's other states that they get way bigger. Oh, yeah. Like Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, much bigger. Yeah, and 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 I believe that, uh, like, Gulf of Mexico. Right, I'm gonna search that because I'm dying to know. World. Okay. Yeah. Do, do, do. records Wahoo. Yeah. One hundred and eighty-four pounds. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a big fish. So that leads me to because you know we were talking about what were we talking about the sheep's head record. Yes. A uh, couple of weeks ago. Yep. And so. Field and Stream came up with a uh, a list what they entitled Unbreakable Fishing Records, fifteen of the biggest fish ever caught. That's okay? that's that's a cool topic. This is a cool topic. And when we come back, I want to go through this list, and uh, and we can talk to anybody that would like to call in nine zero four six four one ten ten. And uh, so folks, this- we got a pretty cool little. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just want uh, Jeff just texted me and his stringer of Wahoo was eighty two sixty nine eighty. That was his, and that's for the Wahoo shootout. Yep, eighty two sixty nine and eighty and eighty. That's freaking savage. That is, that's that's three, awesome. Three unbelievable fish. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So if I was him and I just want all that money, I I I go over. I take, I'd take a little vacation. <laughs> 
Donate I, it to the outdoor show fund. <laughs> exactly. That's I'd what say, I'm thinking. I'd say, you know what, honey? Come on. We're going to Steenhatchee River Club. We're going to go there and have a little getaway. Yeah. And, right? and we also yeah. invited the outdoor show yeah, exactly. guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Rent a couple cabins. Hey, yeah. We can celebrate. Yeah. We'll Especially eat, if know, it's on somebody else's dock. Relax. Go catch some sheep's head, mm-hmm. maybe some trout. I love that idea. Yeah. You know, have some cooking out going on Babe, over this, there. This time of year? Yeah. The weather? Oh, uh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm there. All you got to go is, I mean, Steenhatchee River Club. I mean, shoot, man. S-T-H-R-Club.com. And if you, if you don't want to take your boat, just no, we're, not, we're not taking a boat. Yeah. We're going to hire a guide. You know, we're going to bring the food. I mean, I mean, come on. Can we, can we just do this one day, one afternoon? Can we just all get in the big pontoon boat? And just go for a ride. <laughs> Wee! Seriously, you know, I, I, I love the pontoon boats. 904 641 if you'd like to join us right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. I was texting back and forth with Danny at Tire Outlet. Yeah. We got the remote broadcast coming up, what, April 24th? 24th. Mm-hmm. Gonna get new tires on my Nimnik Chevrolet 2500 HD Silverado. Uh huh. Can't wait. Gonna be styling. Yeah. Yeah. I yep. was, uh, uh, and Daniel's like, let's, we'll put an eight inch lift and we'll put 40s on it. <laughs> 27. I love it. That's awesome. I was like, no, we're not, we're not yep. putting an eight inch lift and 40s on it. Okay. Then we're good. I got I got my Nimnik Chevrolet just the way I like it. We're just gonna put some tires on it. You sure you don't want to drop a Palacaline on that thing, baby? No. Yeah. Come on now. I, I saw one. Well, I saw one of those Palacaline trucks this week, and I, th- I, I kept, as soon as I saw it, I kept thinking of the the guy at the tournament. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was the, the, rolling. The, the, yeah, yeah. What was that guy's name again, Chris? Oh gosh, I forgot. Oh, I don't. It was remember. one of the best. He was so funny. one of the best stand up. Yeah, interviews out on a bass fishing stage that there's ever been for us because you know we we kind of understand what a placaline is you know for we do people that are in you know Illinois yeah. they're like what the hell is a placaline and the people in North Carolina who think it's a they North probably could look it up now though <laughs> they might yeah All right, they so might. so we will be at the Yuli Tower Outlet on April 24th mm-hmm. um, here's what here's what we're doing. Prizes are set for the grand opening. Fifth, TV. Fourth, 12-gauge shotgun. Number three is a golf bag. Number two, set of tires and wheels. That's number two. Yeah, that's number two. <laughs> I'm hoping to win that. Yeah, number one is an ATV. What? That's fantastic. Yeah, nice. you, you got you to you come. I'd have, been, so, I'd have been cool with the TV. So I guess I could sell some, some outdoor show cups too, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, because we just got a, a question from Robert uh-huh. on our Facebook page. And he said, hey, on Facebook, there was a post that Kevin is uh, living the life. Uh-huh. And because of the picture on our Facebook page, it was uh, side-by-side uh-huh. at your bass pond, and there's an outdoor show. You like my Yeti. <laughs> it's totally cool. <laughs> and the uh, it's a Yeti cup with an outdoor show sticker, the scope with the yep. hooks in it. And uh, he wanted to know how he can get one like that. Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer for Robert? And then also we had another question on uh, the post itself that somebody wanted to know. In fact, I'll go and, and read it to you because uh, it was from William. Okay. William asked the same question. How can I score a cup like that one? 
Well, I mean, I've got the decals. Okay. You know, it's maybe the, the live remote at Yuli. Okay. I'll bring them. Okay, because they're decals that are stuck to a Yeti cup or yeah. sick cup or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so for William and for uh, who's the other one? Uh, William and Robert. Yep. Okay. If you can't make it to the remote, let us know. Yep. And then Kevin might stick one in the mail Absolutely. to you. Absolutely. I have All no right? problem with that. So there you go. Yep. Uh, Doug also said, uh, let me see, I uh, uh, want to know what happened f- to Kirk today. Did he retire? <laughs> <laughs> Did Kirk Shots retire fire. from the outdoor show? No, 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 no. Kirk is not retired. Um, his granddaughter uh-huh. um, plays for the South Florida Bulls. USF. Yeah, she plays soccer, and she's like – uh, Big really, game tonight. She's yeah. like fantastic. Yeah, she's like really good. Well, oh, she's so, she's uh, like a freshman. I mean, she's young, but she freshman. plays. Yeah, yeah. so she plays, she's, she's pretty good. Playing like thirty minutes a yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um. Anyway, Kirk is is uh, he's big, fired up, man. He's going tonight. all the games. Yeah. And, yeah and, big and game so, tonight. Yep. I was talking to him yesterday, and uh, they drove over to Tampa, which is I think that's where USF is at, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. Correct. So they have a matchup, and I'm trying to remember the the name of the team. And Chris, maybe you can pull this up. But it, I want to say USF is ranked like uh, in the teens, like 14, 17, yeah, they're, they're, something like they're that. Like really good, and they're playing a team that's ranked ahead of them okay. coming up. So a pretty big matchup, and so Kirk is very fired up, and uh, he is not retired. He is just uh, enjoying the weekend. And I asked him. I said, "Dude, do you do you have the cowbell?" <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> I said, "You got the bleacher seat, uh, I, I, the it, cowbells, the uh, the picture of Maddie, your granddaughter, <laughs> with the school colors that you wear on your chest. You know that maybe Kate wears. Oh, uh, you know." And then he's like, "You goes, dude. We got it all. Yeah, that's awesome. Good. I good, did send good you me. guys the video of Macy's first at bat. Right? That was awesome. <laughs> Kev- Kevin's granddaughter." Is playing t-ball. How old is she? Four. She's four, and I just remember the first time that Dylan played uh-huh. baseball t-ball. Kind of the same thing, right? He's in the outfield, and and a ball gets hit there somehow. It reaches the outfield, and he's chasing crickets, <laughs> <laughs> and the ball goes right by him. Everyone's going, Dylan, yeah. Dylan. He looks up, and he goes, "What?" And then they said, "The ball," and he turns around, and he goes, "Oh!" And he runs over there, grabs the ball, and throws it. So anyway. Your granddaughter yeah. is up the bat. Mm-hmm. She hits the ball uh-huh. off the tee. Very nice. Yeah, Nicely very nice. done. Yep. And she runs to third. Goes to third. Straight to third. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's then they're the like, no, go to first. That and she goes across awesome. the pitcher's mound. <laughs> I mean, that's hey, just so cool. You know, it's yeah, good stuff, Got to do man. what you got to do. Know, that's right. Just things like that make you laugh. Hey, real quick, uh, uh, USF is hosting Memphis. Memphis, that's what it is, because yeah. me and Kirk got in a conversation because it brought back a memory, and it wasn't necessarily a good one, because when uh, I I never really knew that I didn't know a college named Memphis existed when I was in college, and then I went to the Blue-Gray All-Star game, which was for the, the athletes whose teams – their, their colleges sucked and didn't weren't going to a bowl game, which <laughs> oh. was that was that was us that uh, year okay. at UVA. We uh-huh. weren't going to a bowl game, and so it was an all star game that was held in Montgomery, Alabama, 
And it was, you know, you would expect to go to an all-star game. It would be cool and 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 fun and lots of activities. Did, did you say Birmingham, Alabama? Montgomery. Montgomery, even worse. Birmingham was where the All-American Bowl was oh, oh, okay, that okay. I played in in 1987, and that was an awesome time. We, we stomped BYU that year. Yeah, that stadium is – Terrible. Uh, terrible. But, you know, terrible. didn't matter when you were in college. We were having a no, party. No, I know. I know. Dude, we, we partied in, in Birmingham now. Yo. We won uh-huh. and we partied. Good. We won both contests. At the, at the one restaurant? Uh, I think two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, yeah, this all-star game, my roomie was from Memphis. Oh. And he was a linebacker. And uh, super nice guy. And uh, at the blue-gray game at, at that era, you would change decals and trade decals, and so your helmet would be – like one side, you'd leave it the way it should be, and then the other side, you right. you, you would share that logo I remember the game. with somebody else. And uh, the night before that game, I, I got food poisoning or something. I mean, I was up throwing up all night before that game, and I did not feel good. I felt bad for my roomie because he had to listen to that all night oh. the night before a game, yeah. So that was my first experience with Memphis. Oh, well, so go USFF. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Uh, let's take a break, and uh, we come back. We'll talk a little fishing. Yeah, we'll talk some fishing because uh, last week we were singing the blues, mm-hmm. and there really wasn't any relief in sight. No, there was not. Kevin is saying that things are different now. Things we're, are definitely different. We're going to find out right after this, right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Yeah, that's good stuff. Never get tired of it. So, real quick, a little update. Remember we, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about different pig trapping systems Mm -hmm. and that Gordon had bought this one called the Pig Brig. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, or he was looking at buying one. And we were talking about all of the different uh, uh, companies that have it. Well, Eventually, you got to make a call and you got to make a decision if you're going to try to trap and get rid of pigs. And and Gordon did. He ended up buying this thing called a pig brig. He just sent me a picture, and it was a trail camera picture from nighttime. And he said the pigs are in the trap. When I when he says the pigs are in the trap, so when they set this pig brig out, they actually it's a net system. And so when they set it, the net is raised, mm-hmm. and they want to get the pigs comfortable going underneath of this raised net so they keep feeding them to get these pigs comfortable well then eventually you keep feeding them but then you drop the net and what these pigs do is they they have to stick their nose under the net to get in Mm -hmm. and it's the old trick you know once you get in you can't get out yep well he just sent me the uh the text said pigs in the trap last night net going down today cool so next Saturday, uh, we will be talking to him about it. And then we will have plenty of pictures to put up on our Facebook page. To see how many he got. To see exactly how all this went. And he's got pictures of the process, setting it up and everything. So we'll have kind of like a storyline Facebook post that people can check out to see how this pig trapping system worked. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it should be pretty cool to see. So looking forward to that. All right, we... Uh, two two breaks ago, yes, I was supposed to come back and talk about these unbreakable records. So let's do that before we talk about the fishing. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what would be an un. 
unbreakable record. Okay, think of all the fish that have been caught. Yeah. And which ones would you deem as being unbreakable? I don't know. I I, I mean, I wouldn't think anything's, you know, all tackle would, would ever be unbreakable. Okay, well, they ranked them. Okay. Okay, they ranked them. Number one, I'll, just, I'll go through them. Number one is a, a black marlin. Okay. Which I don't have any clue about black marlin. I mean, it's not like I fish for them every day, so I don't have any kind of reference for me. But this one weighed 1,560 pounds. That's big, right? Obviously, yeah, that's, it's a record. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, number two is the world record great white shark. I was going to say great white would, be, would have been my guess because you can't catch them anymore. You're not supposed to. Okay. Yeah. 2,664 <laughs> pounds. Yeah. And, and, and here's another one. I mean, like any slot fish. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like red Like a red fish. fish. Yeah, you know. But different states, I think, allow catching Yeah, that's true because Louisiana, I think you, you get a tag, you know, for, for a fish oversized. Okay, number three, and this is unbelievable. The bluefin tuna record, 1,496 yeah. pounds. Yeah, I was going to say bluefin also. I was thinking that, but man, as much caught, as they fish for them. Caught in 1979 off of Nova Scotia. Huh. Wow. I mean, you talk about big. Yeah. Uh, number four, Wahoo. Wahoo. What do you think? What do they all? If you had to guess. Yeah, world record. All tackle, world record. 193. 184. Okay, caught in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Huh. 2005. Is, is Kingfish in there? Is King Mackerel in there? I don't know. We'll find out. Number okay. five, Goliath Grouper. Yeah, there's there's a now protected, right? Yep. 680 pounds. Swordfish at number six, hmm. 1,182 pounds. By the way, Goliath Grouper was caught uh, in Florida waters in 1961. The swordfish, 1,182 pounds, was caught. Doesn't say. Um, wait a minute. No, here it is. Chile. 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 Okay, number seven. White sturgeon. Okay. 468 pounds. Caught by a guy that uh, looks like he's from New York. Joey Pilata. <laughs> California, 1983. He is totally looking like James hey, Dean. Uh, so what, are you, what are you trying to say there, huh? He's got the, he's got the jeans and the wife beater on. Nice. With a belt. I mean, it just doesn't look like a fisherman. Anyway, alligator gar at number eight, 279 pounds. That's a big alligator gar. Caught in 1951. Uh, Golly, I'm just sitting there thinking about that. You know, I've seen a million alligator gars, and I've caught some big ones. I mean, but, I mean, like when I say a big one, I'm talking 20 pounds. Right, right. Wow. Can you imagine catching one 279 no. pounds? Muscalunge. 67 pounds, 8 ounces. And that was caught by Cal Johnson in Wisconsin in 1949. In, in uh, a muskie? Muscalunge, yep. Wow. Day number 10, brook trout, which we think of as being little teeny old things, right? Yeah. Right? I mean, like little brook trout. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, look at that. That's a belt buckle mile. <laughs> World record brook trout, 14 pounds, 8 mm. ounces. Wow. Caught by a guy that looks like he was a pilot in World War One. 
Look at this. Oh, my gosh, I just said that, and I scrolled down, caught by a guy by the name of J.W. Cook in 1915. Yeah. He totally is, looks like he's wearing a helmet. 1915. 1915. Channel Catfish. Uh, caught by, and this, this is pretty cool, the Channel Catfish, 58 pounds. Tennessee? South Carolina. Santee South, Cooper. Okay. Uh, angler was uh, W. Whaley. I, I don't know what the W stands for. The world record northern pike. Uh-huh. So musky and northern pike are on there. Mm-hmm. The world record northern pike, 55 pounds, one ounce. That'll be broke. You think? How, how, how old is that record? 1986. Uh, number 13, world record walleye. 25 pounds yes. caught by Mabry Haper in, uh, um, uh, so Harper has his wife, Mary, to thank you for making sure his big wallet was officially waived for. He cleaned it for dinner. In 1996, they elected to remove Harper's catch from rec books due to persistent questions about its validity, but IGFA, which has the catch's original documentation, has upheld the world record, so there was a little bit of a dispute. Okay. Smallmouth bass. This is interesting. World record, 11 pounds, 15 ounces. That is a stud. Yeah, that's that's a giant smallmouth. Now, you said Tennessee earlier. That was caught in Tennessee. Dale Hollow Lake in Tennessee, caught by David Hayes in 1955. And uh, he has a summer teeth smile. <laughs> he's Yeah, he's missing a few teeth. And at number 15, the world's record largemouth bass. I don't know why they think it won't be broken. Yeah, I think it'll be broken. Right, with the way that people yeah. are, are focused in. I, I think it'll be broken. The world record was 22 pounds, 4 ounces. I, I know where that was. Jacksonville, Georgia, Telfair County. And <laughs> 22 pounds, 5 ounces. So what it's the, what they say here, for almost 80 years, Perry's world-famous catch was never surpassed. But it wasn't for lack of trying. The most iconic freshwater world record is arguably the most pursued on the planet. There's no doubt. No doubt. And in 2009, Kurita, I don't know who Kurita is, which is, uh, no way, uh, Manabu Kurita caught a bass that weighed 22 pounds, 5 ounces in Japan's Lake Biwa. Okay? I remember that. So, uh, Kurita technically beat Perry's bass. His catch was widely reported as having weighed 22 pounds, 4.97 ounces, nearly an ounce bigger than Perry's fish. However, IGFA, and I didn't know this, IFGA regulations require that New World Records weighing 25 pounds or less must weigh two ounces more than the standing record in order to claim the title. Thus, the re- the record remains a no tie. Kidding. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I but, was always wondering why his was it. You know, I, I I thought there was some dispute over. It. I didn't realize that it was ounces. Uh yeah. Uh, it was got to be two ounces bigger. They say, to in order to break they, the they, record. They they still have the sign in Jacksonville. Oh, it ain't going anywhere. <laughs> and home, home what a world record bass. What a. And he's got a the picture of the it's one great. in Georgia. It's yeah, great. Yeah. And the one in Georgia was caught in 1932. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's cool. Anyway, cool stories to share. And uh, there's no question that the Bass record is the one that everybody wants to break. Oh, there's like a bounty on it. 
And many people have said that in Japan, that may be where the world record is broken at because they're, they have like big time yep. bass fishermen in Japan. I well, guess. They talk about that in California. California, yep. they say, could be the next place yep. to have the record broken too. Yep. So, and there's people that pay Scotty Brown and people like him a lot of money to raise big bass. Yep. The question that I have, the one that was caught in Telfair County, Georgia, in Jacksonville, Georgia, how big was the pond? And where is the pond? Do you know yeah, where it's yeah, at? Yeah, it's, um, it's, 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 it's a lake and I'll find out. I'll find out I, all I, the information. I'd like to know. Yeah, because I know, I know that uh, Terry Myers, who's my buddy up there, he knows exactly where the lake is. Okay. Yeah. I'd like to go look at it just to I, yeah, see, I mean, see what it looks like. How many people are going there all the time now to try to catch what they yeah. might think will be the next world record? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right? Yeah. It's pretty interesting that the, that the world record came from Georgia, yeah. middle Georgia. <laughs> exactly. You know? uh, also, the uh, uh, what, what is the state record buck in Georgia? Where did that come from? Well, the non-typicals from Telfair That's County. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Telfair County has the bass record. Yep. And the non-typical biggest buck in the state yeah, record. Yeah, it's a, it's big too. Yeah, and now that was killed right down the street from me. Chris, that's why Favor owns land in Telford County. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got the best I'm of both worlds. Almost famous. Yeah. He's chasing. He's chasing the world's record bass, uh-huh. and, and he's also <clears throat> hoping to get a world's record deer. Deer. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, smart <laughs> man. That's right. You, try hard. You go where you gotta go. Yeah. Smart man. Hey, uh, folks. Uh, I had the opportunity this week. And, uh, and I'm driving it now because it's my new favorite vehicle. I have the new half-ton Silverado in, with the Duramax diesel. Mm-hmm. And, folks, if you have never driven or never considered buying the smaller diesel motor that comes in the half-ton Silverado, do yourself a favor and check it out. I mean, I'm telling you. You'll buy it. You will buy it in yep. a minute. It's quiet. The gas mileage around town is 20-plus. On the highway, nearly 30. On the two-wheel drives, it's 30. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is. The the the, the power and the torque. Kirk, Kirk has one. Kirk has and, one. And he, he's I'm just, getting he, one. He's been telling I love us. this yeah. thing. I love this thing. So, anyway, go buy Nimnik Chevrolet today, 1550 Cassett Avenue, or go to NimnikChevy.com to learn more. And you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. <clears throat> it's time now for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants to job sites and businesses all across the southeast, and they can help you out in your bottom line by making sure that your equipment is running seamless. Uh, they do well, Not only do they do fuel, but they do lubricants. They handle the tanks. They handle everything so that you have next to no worries, and that's a beautiful thing with LVHIERS.com. This week's LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. Brian, our buddy Brian with LV killed a nice turkey opening day. Did he? Yeah, dog. So, oh. anyway. Uh, well, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, gear tip this week is there's a little rod and reel combo going on. It's a hell of a deal. I mean, a great deal. And it's going on at Strike Zone, and it's a Shimano Symmetry spinning combo. And they have different sizes. And mm-hmm. different rod lengths, and you can get the combo at Strike Zone, ninety nine bucks. Ninety nine bucks. 
And I'm sure that there is like a limited supply uh-huh. on this. Um, if you're looking to get an inshore. Get maybe, over to Strike Zone uh, now. Or, or maybe a little light offshore rod and reel. You know, maybe something for throwing at Cobia coming up soon. 99 bucks. Shimano's new Symmetry spinning combo. Wow, it's Strike Zone. That's, that's pretty good. That's a hell of a deal. So check it out, folks. Uh, Strike Zone right there on Beach Boulevard, just east of uh, Southside Boulevard. And I think, it's, is it just east of 295? Yeah, 295. Yeah, yeah it's just east of, really just east of 295. Yep, yep, yep just east of 295. And uh, $99. Yeah, I mean, 99 bucks for, that's a, for, for a combo. You know, a couple years ago, I remember. I, know what I you're bought gonna, I because <laughs> they had they had something similar. Yep. They had rod. I bought four. Yeah. And I, I'm going to tell you now, these are these really good. Yeah, really good rod. I mean, really. really good. Yeah. In fact, these are the four. Uh, I t- put two of them in Georgia, and then I got two of them that I use in saltwater here. And the ones in Georgia, I mean, uh, are, when everybody go wants to go fishing, that's the ones they grab. Yeah. I mean, these are. Really good rod and reels, folks. Yeah. I mean, this is not junk. No, heck this, no. I remember when I was a kid. Chris, did you ever shop at Kmart? Heck yeah, blue light special, uh, absolutely. baby. Absolutely. Right, did, did you shop at Kmart? Are you kidding me? Did you have a Kmart? Hey, me and Cuz and Jay, we lived in Walmart. Did you? Uh, Kmart. Did you? <laughs> Wait, okay, <laughs> I, I got to tell this story real quick because it's too funny. All right. So we got into Kmart one time. We were going in there. We bought shotgun chills in there. Yeah, oh, but yeah. we went down the wig aisle. <laughs> the wig? <laughs> and oh, me dear. and Cuz, Cuz and Bobby and Jay started trying on the wigs. Oh, no. <laughs> Still to this day. Makes How me old were you guys? Oh, I, well, Bobby's Bobby turned 60. He come, turned 60 like this week coming uh, up, uh, right? This week coming up. Yeah. yeah and, and Jay's, so, so I would say I was... 14 or 15 and because oh, yeah, because bobby was the only one that had driver's license so everywhere we went we had bobby yeah bobby bobby's totally but, but, but dude we were in the wig aisle <laughs> no wig aisle you know what's great is it is it we're talking about a store where you could get shotgun shells and a nice wig a nice oh yeah wig. oh yeah <laughs> no i mean kmart kmart was the when, dominant, when i grew up where i grew up kmart was walmart kmart was was everything? Yeah, I mean, it yep. literally it it had everything, and then uh, that's where you bought your fishing stuff. Mm-hmm. We that's, had that's where we had it. We had Kmart, and then we had Hills. Was the other one? We didn't have yeah. Hills, and they were they were very similar. Huh. Yeah, we had a Kmart, and I'll I'll never forget that that's where we bought any kind of rod and reel that uh, that we used. Mm-hmm. And so you and you always bought them as a combo, mm-hmm. kind of like sure. what Strike Zone had. Yeah. But the combos that you oh, bought oh, at Kmart, terrible. <laughs> Awful. they were like the Abu Cardinal. Yeah, they, yes. no, they weren't even the Abu Cardinals because those are the good reels. But they had some kind of terrible junk rod and reel combos that were, I mean, they were terrible. Yeah. Ter- terrible. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and Jay These just, aren't just, terrible. No, they're, they're good. That's strike and, zone. And we had, uh, uh, I was going to say this too, and Jay just reminded me, pick and save. Pick and save Pick had and rod save. and reel stuff oh, yeah. too. Okay. Yeah. Now the Kmart was uh, in Herndon, Virginia, and uh, to f- to get from where I lived at to Herndon, it was probably a couple hour bike ride. I mean, like like bicycle ride, not like a like motorcycle ride. Right. Okay. Uh, bicycle bicycle ride, and to get there, you had to go to the, I guess it would be the southwestern end of town. 
And then there was an old abandoned railroad bed that literally if you, you got on that and then you rode your bike down this abandoned railroad bed going to Herndon, and then when you returned, you you took it back and wow. that abandoned you were railroad hard up bed for Kmart, man. Yeah, no, just kidding. to get to Kmart. I mean, that's I mean, that's, for about, a, that's an all day thing. Heck yeah. yeah! Did they like have any ice cream or anything? Friendlies you... was right next door. Okay. Score, <laughs> score. Gotcha. We had a Friendlies ice cream shop next door, so you could get a Jim Dandy or a Fribble. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you make Fribble. that trek and ride your bike, <laughs> and you're burning calories and all that kind of stuff, and then. You know, you didn't carry water bottles, you know, so you just had water fountains around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then we hydrate and and load up on on calories at the at the friendlies after we spent some money at Kmart on the fishing rod and reel and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, yeah, uh, folks, uh, again, strike zone. You got these cool (laughs) Shimano combinations that are not junk like they used to be at Kmart. They're not blue light specials. These are really nice. Uh, real quick, let's talk to Jimmy because he's got some Kmart Kmart thoughts. Oh boy, while we're bringing back memories on that topic. Morning, Jimmy. Morning, guys. Morning. Hey, growing up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and fishing as a kid and as a young man, and so on and so on. Kmart was an integral part of your beginnings because they had Mister Twister. Uh, bass hooks. Oh yeah, uh, per, uh, worm hooks. Yep. With yep. the little uh, sticker on them, you know. Yep. And uh, the keeper, I think, it was called. And uh, also your bullet sinkers. And when everybody else didn't have them, they had them. Yep. They, they had them. absolutely. And and black grape was the color. Totally. And black <laughs> and black grape with a fire tail for an overcast day and. Every year we bought a Minnesota. God, you're bringing back memories. I mean, J- Jimmy, you're, you're you're describing my my bass outfit. <laughs> Me too. I mean, to to the T. That's <laughs> exactly and, what, and, what what I had. And this is before Ziploc bags, and you used the brown bag. And when it hit the bottom of your twelve foot John boat and got wet, it laid around in there. And by the end of the day, you had pieces of worms and torn up Mister Twister labels and. And that and and you had to paddle in at the end of the day because that that worn out battery you used for that Minkota ten had to go back in your pickup to start it to get a charge back in it. <laughs> <laughs> and we always parked on the little knoll and put a rock under the wheel so we could push that old worn out two eighty three to push start it. And you could jump it. You again. could jump it, yeah. <laughs> but, and that's that's how we grew up, man. Yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. Yep. That Minn Kota 10 would last about a year and a half, but we always got a new one so we didn't hit this season and have a, a malfunction of equipment. <laughs> that's great memories. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, you're, you're right. I mean, I I can remember, man, knowing that I was going fishing like that the next day, dude, I couldn't sleep. I'd lo- I mean, I, I couldn't oh, sleep. No. Hey, and if we had a few extra bucks later on, we got the weed guard. You could buy a weed guard for that Minn Kota 10. For oh, like cool. With a, with like I a never had a weed guard. Uh, no, I never had a weed guard either. Yeah, Hell, I never had a trolling plant. motor. Yeah. Oh, I had a trolling anyways, motor. Guys, I should say. I show all the time. I've called you from the Indian Ocean, from Japan, all over the world, and I'm retired now, and I'm beginning my fishing life again. Good for Good you. Good for so, you. Awesome. Uh, Where's the first stop? Great. Excuse me? Where's your first stop? 
to fish or to buy equipment? To fish. <laughs> to fish. Well, it's going to be piers and bridges and little holes in the walls that I hit for a couple hours at a premium tide. And I've got a Mad River plastic canoe. And if I get the if I get the if I get the fever again, I'll buy another boat. Yeah. Oh, good for you. But nowadays, all I want is dinner for me and Mama. I got That's you. That's all I care. About. I don't need a nice chest. Well, we used to catch so many fish that we were backed up. We had to take a day off because we had them ice that we had to clean fish. <laughs> Back in the day. Been there, done that? That is, that is yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. One of these days, I'm going to face-to-face talk to y'all, especially you, Kevin. Uh, we've got some parallels. You worked out there doing some stuff on oil rigs. Yes, sir. And I started out on the supply boats that tied up to those oil rigs. Absolutely. And uh, one of these days, we'll cross back. That would be awesome. Would, would love to. Y'all have a y'all have a great, safe spring, and I hope they start busting yep. in the next <laughs> couple of weeks. Absolutely. Thank happy, you, Jimmy. Happy Easter. And buddy. thank you for the, the Kmart memories of Firetail. Yes. And Mr. Twister. Happy Easter. <laughs> yeah, you too, buddy. That happy Easter. Is. He is risen. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. Happy Easter. You're welcome. Bye. I mean, how about that? Firetails, Mr. Twister. I, mean, I, I, I to, totally to forgot the about the Firetail. Yeah. To, I mean, that's. When that's the Firetail came out, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, dude, did you see the Firetail? <laughs> did you get one? Yeah. And then uh, there, there was that, and then there was the. Uh, the worms that, that that came out after that were called sweet willies, mm. and they were they were a little bit smaller than 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 the Mister Twister and the mm-hmm. man's worms. Mm-hmm. You know, they were six inch, and but they had the, but they had. The, I remember they had that. You would stick your hand in the bag, and it would be all this oily. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, and yeah. Then, and then the, the, did you ever buy the bar soap that you were supposed to put on your lures? No, I never did. Probably didn't have the money to do that. And uh, that, and then I just, real quick on some of the other lures, the Rapala. Oh, the Rapala, absolutely. And the MEPS yep. were the standbys. Yeah. And then I remember the first, one of the first topwater baits that I ever had, a black and white hula popper. I had the hula popper, and, and then I had the the jitterbug. The jitterbug. The jitterbug. It went side to side. Yep. It had a little metal kind of lip on the front. Yep. And before buzzbaits came out, it was rooster tail. The rooster tail. Which was, was a straight in line. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had, uh, and this was totally not for bass, I don't think, a devil's horse. Oh, devil's horse. Absolutely for bass. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it was, I mean, we look at it now as yeah. kind of like a musky bait or something like that. But, yeah. uh, but anyway. All right, we come back. We're going to talk to Captain Kirk. We're going to talk to Top Gun and you, 904-641-1010. And don't forget, folks, if you've got a honeydew list, you can call Handyman Travis. But if you want to do it yourself, you can call Coastal Equipment, two locations, one in McClenny, the other one on New Kings Road in Jacksonville. And they've got all the equipment that you need to get that honey honeydew list done, including the full line of Kubotas, Gravely Zero Turn Mowers, Steel Power Equipment, and Hot Sea Pressure Washers, all at Coastal Equipment. You're listening to 1010XL and 92.5 FM right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Did you see, and I got to I gotta pull this up, did you see that at uh, consignment boat sales, that guy is, first of all, I had a friend of mine say that, hey, I've got a Pathfinder, I'm looking to sell it, what do you think I ought to ask for it? I said, mm-hmm. what are you calling me for? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you think I'm in the boat business? Okay, you got a pencil? He goes, yeah. I said, okay, write this number down. <laughs> Is it two four nine six two two five? Okay, mm-hmm. you get it. Yeah. Okay, nine zero four two four nine six two two five. 
Okay, that's the number of guy, consignment boat sale, who's been in business for like 20 years. Yes, exactly. Okay, and uh, he knows that business better than anybody. Okay, so, and, and he wanted to thank everybody. He wanted to send a big thank you out. He said, because, look, uh, customers, both uh, p- people that are looking to buy and people that are looking to sell, he goes, without them, I- I'm not in business. Right. And he goes, and it's been great to work with them. He said he's very humbled and appreciative of all the customers that he's dealt with. He said, and business has been great. So if anybody's looking to sell a center console, deck boat, any kind of boat, he said, call them up. Yep. Okay. And again, that number for Guy at uh, Consignment Boat Sales. And the website, by the way, is jacksboating.com. His number, 904-249-6225. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Um, Top Gun, let's, let's knock out Top Gun real quick. He's been hanging on for a while. All right, Top Gun, can we bring up Captain Kirk at the same time, Chris? We we have that ability. Good morning, Captain Kirk. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, buddy. <laughs> morning, Top Gun. Hey, Captain Kirk, good luck with the soccer match today. I love soccer. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Beautiful day here in Tampa. Oh, all right. So, Top Gun, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, and the uh, first thing I wanted to say is, Logs, you keep talking about your waistline, and I met you, uh-huh. and you are not fat. <laughs> Tall, yes, but not fat. When you get to looking like Barry White, then we can have a conversation. <laughs> Barry White, baby. Barry White's a little puffy, is he? Yes. I haven't, I haven't seen Barry White lately. No. I mean... I just know that he has like the sexiest voice of a man. They say, I guess, ever, right? I guess. Well, that got and awkward. No, yeah. but yeah. I mean, last week we were and talking about putting suntan lotion on each other, and now we're talking about <laughs> Barry, White. Barry White's voice. What I don't kind know. Of and don't forget, <laughs> don't forget that tomorrow is Easter. I thought y'all forgot because you've only mentioned it one time. And don't forget to get the wives and the daughters and whoever a nice Easter basket. It gotcha. doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be huge, mm-hmm, but you've mm-hmm. got to have peeps in it. Okay. If it don't have peeps, uh. you don't want to give them the basket and then say, "Oh, this is beautiful." Now, where are the peeps? Uh. You don't want to hear that. Oh, come peeps. on! Don't forget the peeps. Peeps. I know they're not. They're not any good, but they're tra- the traditional long-term East candy. They've been around forever. Like if, when you guys go out and throw out that corn and stuff for the deer, the cavemen threw out peeps before they went hunting. Yeah, that's that's right. how long they've been around. And they last that long because there ain't nothing real about any of them. It's Exactly. Nasty. All right, so let's take a quick it's, survey. Uh-huh. Um, Kirk, do you like peeps? Uh, that's a big negative there. So I don't like them either. No. Kevin, uh, no. Chris? I, I think I've made my opinion very yeah, clear. Exactly. <laughs> they got to be in the are. basket, though. All right, so Let real me, quick, real yeah. quick, real quick, uh-huh. okay, as a kid, what was the one thing that when you got, like candy-wise, that you just, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to have it for Easter. You mean for Easter? Uh, yeah. A chocolate bunny. Okay. Yeah, any kind of chocolate. Yeah. For me, it was. Any kind of chocolate. It was the egg with the uh, smooth peanut butter in it. Okay. Oh, yeah, that uh, one was good, too. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeff? Uh, for me, it's got Reese's uh, peanut butter egg. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm good. My favorite. Yeah. And and peanut butter and, egg and, and can't Easter. beat them. 
<laughs> when did we go to plastic eggs, man? I don't know. I mean, seriously, that used to be the tradition. You know, you boil the eggs and you you, you dip them and yeah, you know, and then you paint you, them. That was fun. Yeah, you, didn't you, you? You know, you made deviled eggs or something mm, out yep, of them. And, and then you, and you spilled the bowl of the food coloring and the water all over the <laughs> exactly. table, made a big mess, and yeah. got all mad. I mean, <laughs> where's tradition? I don't know. I don't. Know. You know what? Anyway, let, let me leave you. All right, yeah. let's, 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 let me leave you with this. Okay, Top Gun, go ahead. So you can talk to Captain Kirk. This pirate went in a bar, ordered a drink, and the bartender said, you don't look too good. What happened to your hand? And he said, uh, it got cut off in a sword fight, and the ship doctor put this hook on there. And he said, well, what about your leg? He said, uh, I was up on the bridge, and cannonball came across the bridge and took my leg off. So Ooh. ship doctor put this wooden leg on. And, uh, and the guy said, well... You got that eye patch on. Did you get shot in the eye or something? He said, no, I was laid out on the deck, and a pelican flew over and dropped a big one right in my eye. And the uh, <laughs> bartender said, and that blinded you? And the pilot said, no, I went to wipe it all out of my eye, and I forgot about the hook. That's <laughs> yes, baby! That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Mm. Wow. He, he, he must have a little book. He sits down there at the Maple Boat Ramp, and he flips through it and goes, okay, I got to come up with a real good one. <laughs> oh, good lordy. Gosh. All right, so, Kirk, uh, we were talking earlier about the schedule. Memphis is on hand tonight. Big game for University of South Florida, and, and obviously your granddaughter's got a big game. And, uh, and also we were talking about fishing, and then Kevin thinks the fishing after this blow is going to be – ridiculously good what say well you, you know it's funny it's, it's, I, I agree with kevin i was looking at extended forecasts and it looks like after this little cold front comes through and we get done with it we're going to pop back up into the 80s and mm-hmm. when we do that after we get off this big moon that we've been on you know all these spawning sheephead they've been on the rocks but this this up and down temperature thing the fact that they're dredging out of st augustine they're dredging out of mayport or up the st john's river I think I agree. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I um, there's there's actually been some sightings of some pogies in the intercoastal um, this, oh, this yeah. week. Uh, and well, and I, go ahead. I think Kevin, they've been on the beach yeah, all winter. I, I, I mean, they're, I do you too. Know, Robert Holmquist with the sheriff's office was doing uh, some um, work over there with the Coast Guard about two weeks ago, and. He called me on the cell phone and said, "Hey, Kirk, they're, they're all at the beach down here." Right. So I, I think that they've been there the whole time, and they do their their thing in the wintertime. You know how they get all scattered up, and I think that all we need is just a, enough temperature to get this water above sixty nine. Yep. And then it's going to change. It's going to be a big change. It's, it's going to be. I mean, like this week, uh, jacks, ladyfish showed up big time. Big time bluefish, uh, the mullet. You could actually catch plenty of mullet. This week to fish with, um, so and, and we we talked about this Kirk on the forecast show on, on Thursday evening. Whenever you're you, if if you're going off the beach this week, you know so let's say starting Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, it looks like you're going to be able to run the beach and and look for you know bait pods or whatever. Start in thirty five to forty feet. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, 
pogies don't get up on the beach during the springtime. They're they're normally out in deeper water. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times people come and they make the turn, Kirk, you know, out of, out of Mayport Jetties and run back in there on the beach, and they do the same right. thing out of St. Augustine. If they come out the north cut, they just stay in there in 10, 12 feet of water. Well, you, you've got to look east because most of the time the bait pods are going to be out there in that deeper water in the springtime. So just it, it just kind of word of, of advice, you know, this time of year. I don't know why that is, you know, but generally speaking, they're, they're in that 35, 40 feet of water. Well, on the other hand, too, I've had reports from different people. I talked to Jason Letterman last week. He stopped by the house for a few minutes. And I've talked to Scott Reynolds. Uh, I talked to Jonathan Moran, uh, Tim Carney. Some of the guys that have popped off and got outside of you know the beach have reported that some of these nearshore um, wrecks and locations of hard bottom, natural bottom, are showing signs of minnows, sardines. Oh, uh, really? Guys. Oh, yeah. And some of them have had. Even Chad Starling told me one day that they they had one place up there to the northeast that he said was just covered with bait. So oh. I think we're starting to see that already now. Yeah. I went offshore the other day and we, we dinked around, you know, five or six miles out and played with the chickens. And I'm here to tell you, there was, there were signs of bait on the bottom down there and I couldn't tell what it was, but the water temperature out there was 66 to 68 back and forth in there. And it's right on that edge, you know? So we're, we're getting to see it break, and when it gets warm enough and it stays like that for a continued period of time, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be good. Yeah, I just uh, I, I know we're all keeping our fingers crossed that we don't have well, a repeat it's been of last tough. year. Yeah, oh, it's been tough. Oh, I mean, it, it, it has been, bro. What's, what's the water temperature now, ballpark? Sixty-seven. Okay, uh, sixty-seven. Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to warm up quick. So I mean, you could see all kinds of activity on the beach this week. The one thing that I, I have seen on the beach this week is uh, before the blow, you see the Pelicans doing the old floppity-flop. Right. They're not doing the yeah. deep dives. They're right. doing the floppity-flop. Right. What, what does that mean? Uh, some kind of glass minnows. Glass minnows. So there's yeah. there's some food on the beach yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's It's like Kirk said, the minnows and stuff are starting to show up. Right. So, you know. And, and but he was talking more about, like, the wrecks and stuff. But, I mean, no, no, no. And, and everywhere, right? Last week when I fished, you know, the inshore wrecks coming back in, the, the the pelicans were doing the high dives. Okay, and 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 I went over yeah. there, Kirk, and looked, and 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 I was marking bait. It was it was you know halfway down the water. Well, the column. high dives indicate typically for people that are wondering they're diving on pogies. Yes, correct. Okay, they'll floppity flop. They're not diving deep. They're diving. They're diving into the water, but it's almost at a real uh, shallow dive angle. Exactly. So they're not going deep. Right. They're not tucking their wings. Right. And 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 diving. That, that's like glass minnows, some kind of minnow. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Well, and you guys, you even know, Jeff, during El Cheapo, there were some sheephead caught, but it seemed like we were just getting on the edge of catching those spawners. And those spawners should have been in there already. And they're just starting to, you know, ever since the El Cheapo, is starting to get a little bit thicker and thicker. You know, we had a lot of bucks or male sheephead that were around the rocks, but not a lot of big females. And now the females are really starting to show up. Yeah. Guys so, that are catching fish now are catching big ones. So, Kirk, correct me if I'm wrong because we talked about this too. That puts us, this w- what happened this week, this is two weeks late. We're, I agree. Yeah, we're about, we're about two weeks behind on, on, on what I would consider the fishing schedule. You know, because generally speaking, the second week of March, the mullets show up in St. Augustine now. You know, we're, we're a right. little bit before you. 
the mullets show up, the jacks, the ladyfish. You know, so we just this week, I mean, at the end of the week, you know, we we we're just now starting to see that. Um, so so yeah, we're about we're about two weeks behind, but one week of beautiful weather. Oh yeah, next uh, this coming week, rock it, and it, roll. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Kirk, Kirk, we'll people, about. Uh, do, do you have a minute? Can, can we take a break, come back yeah, with you? Yeah. All right, yeah. Cool. Let's, let's take a break. We'll come back with Captain Kirk Waltz. Uh, and, folks, if you've got a question for him or us or want to make a comment, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. So a few weeks ago, most Southwest Grill, specifically the St. Augustine store, mm. came in and put the spread on, bro. Man, Delicioso. <laughs> I mean, breakfast, breakfast burritos? Yes. Are you kidding me? Yes. I mean, it was literally like a buffet. No, it literally, literally was. It was obscene in a good way. You know, and then and then they got the breakfast bowls oh. that you can get. And, and this only, is the St. Augustine store only. St. Augustine store only. The, the Moe's St. Augustine yeah, store. You can get breakfast at the Moe's and St. Augustine store. And, and folks, we, we had the samples of all of it. All of it was good. Some of it was like like our favorite. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> so well, well, it, was, it was hard just because everything was very good. It was very good. Yeah. Def- definitely had favorites, but uh, all of it was excellent. And I'm a, I'm a big – I like breakfast burritos. I do too. I mean, I really like breakfast burritos. And, these, and so I'm a little bit of a – Breakfast burrito snob because Terry, you guys have had hers. Yes, I mean, she's amazing, and uh, yeah, uh, these were really good. Yeah, absolutely. So, and, and the Moe's and Saint Augustine Moses folks Augustine, serving breakfast. Yeah, it's it's basically it's right right across from the Home Depot in uh, Saint Augustine. Can't miss that. You can't miss that. All right, yep. Captain Kirk uh, back with us. He is uh, joining us live from Tampa. Daughter's got a big big game tonight, Captain Kirk. And uh, I was joking around with Kirk yesterday, and I, I said this earlier. Is if he's got cowbells. Uh-huh. Do you, oh, yeah. You got to have all the stuff. Man. Do you really have cowbells, Kirk? Not not yet. Not okay. yet. Everybody everybody is kind of, how do you put it, kind of a demure at the games because of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. So everybody's kind of keeping a lower profile. They don't let, but about, I think last time they only let 368 people into the stadium. So unless you're family or you've got uh, somebody playing and get the, the nod from, you know, um, the I guess the alumni, whatever, they only have a certain amount of people in there. So, But we've got everything else. We've got the, the hats. We've got the shirts. Um, Kate wants to go by there today and get some sweaters at the cool. bookstore. So, you know. <laughs> you're going to be geared up yeah, by yeah, the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Kurt, did you, what, what days did you fish this week? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I was out there every day except for, uh, Friday, yesterday. yesterday. So, so did you fish? Even th- when it rained okay, on, no, what was that? I, Tuesday th- or Wednesday? No, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, th- Thursday, Thursday was, Thursday was one of the craziest days I, I have ever fished, man. I'm trying to remember Thursday. It was weird. Okay. okay so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so when, 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 uh, I, I picked my guys up at eight o'clock. And it was supposed to be nasty. Mm-hmm. And it was blowing northwest at maybe five, a little overcast, mm-hmm. at a mm-hmm. low incoming tide. I mean, it was it was like nice. I was like, this is cool. You know, I said, okay. It was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. And I said, okay, I'm going to run up around the tires, you know, fish 
fish around. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. North, and mm-hmm. that's north about five or six miles. Mm-hmm. And we we fished and and had a couple bites this that and the other. And, and I switched sides of the intercoastal and 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 Larry Minyard came by me and and waved. You know, I mean everything was cool. I watched where where he was fishing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it, it, and and I mean I it was this was the wildest like front. It started blowing northwest at thirty, like right now, and started raining. Mm. And it was it wasn't it wasn't like a heavy rain, but it was enough to like really get you wet. Make you get wet, you yeah. yeah. And, make and, it, and make yeah. You cold. Kirk, it spun the boat around against the tide on the trolling motor. Uh oh. And 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 I thought, okay, maybe that you know that's the beginning edge, and it'll back off a little bit. You know, we all kind of huddled literally around the back of the boat, put the rods away. And it just kept blowing and kept blowing. And I'm like, now I'm, I've got an incoming tide that's bucking that wind. Uh-huh. I said, guys, we, we got to go back to the marina, you know. Um, so we we did. We, we went back and, and hung out for 30 minutes or so. And it kind of calmed down. And we went back out and went fishing. But we went south. So, you know, we were with the, the, yeah. the tide and the wind. But, Kirk, man, when that thing came through, it was no joke. It was weird. It was the same thing. I think we got it early. Yeah, you you probably did. did. Yeah, and it was we left the dock, and I knew everybody was worried. And I said, "Look, I got rain jackets for everybody." I was wearing mine, and it was like a fine mist. Yep. And man, your pants got wet. I mean, cow, it was it was pretty cold. It was cold, and the and the fish were you know you could tell they wanted to bite, but it wasn't like hot and heavy. I mean, we caught a handful, and finally. It just like somebody hit a switch, and then it stopped. Yeah, and and it was like there was no wind. It yeah. went to like five or ten knots. And I was like, "What the heck?" All right, so it did was, you guys catch any odd. fish? I, you know what, I had um, a kid on the boat, and he was from Michigan, and he was, a, a, I mean, he was. You could tell he was going to be one of those. I mean, he's going to be a fisherman, mm-hmm. and he was from Michigan. He wanted to catch fish, mm-hmm. and we got on a bite of bluefish on. Pop on popping corks. Oh, buddy! And he had a ball. I mean, he just—you know what? And and that's all that matters to me. Yep. Is is if if the kid's happy, bend the rod. Yep. Bend the rod, and and everybody was happy, and and um, we got you know we we ended up fishing like three and a half hours because it did get cold. Like mm-hmm. Kirk said, I mean, it was it was right out of the north, Jeff, and and um, you just couldn't get out of it. Yeah. But I was I, I was happy with with what we caught. Yeah, we had the kind of same thing. I mean, we got, I think we had four sheephead, a black drum, then we mm-hmm. had one trout, and then we had a 27-inch red. So, I mean, we mixed it up, but it was it was difficult fishing, and, and we've kind of had those conditions in the last two weeks, up and down. It's, it's, I mean, I it, really it's, believe. It's, it's been hard, man. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, Kirk, it's it's to the point to where you really have to be honest with, with people to, you know, say, hey, look, we're going to go, we're going to enjoy the day. Um but fishing's been tough. It just uh, and, and it's not just you or me. It's been it's been everything. You know, Scott had a good day on on Thursday, but he he fished. He made his day his first thirty minutes there at the jetties, and I think he caught six or seven black drum and Ooh, a couple nice. of sheep's head. Yeah. Hey, hey Kirk, did uh, did you have a chance to check out the links that I sent in our group about the uh, skiff challenge? The guests that we have coming on today, uh, Captain Chris Peterson, and we're having Dave Edwards on as well. I. I looked at it a little bit. Um, I got engrossed in doing some other stuff, um, talking with my granddaughter on the phone about the, the game and, and, and my my wife, and just kind of getting involved in that. So I didn't 
I didn't go in depth with it. I know a little bit about it, but um, when, you, when you get a chance, <clears throat> check out the links that I put on our group, and we're gonna because we have uh, coming up at nine o'clock for our Ring Power Tip of the Week. We have Mr. Dave Edwards and Captain Chris Peterson, uh, and Captain Chris Peterson is also the owner of Hell's Bay Boats, and these two are coming on to talk about this Skiff Challenge, which uh, is essentially a boat race that goes from the Florida Georgia. Uh, excuse me, Florida-Alabama line, mm-hmm. all the way around the peninsula of Florida, around the tip of Key West, and then all the way back up the East Coast, and they end up in Fernandina, and they're doing it in 18-foot boats, no bigger than, I think, a 70-horsepower motor, and 22 gallons of fuel is the max you can carry on the boat. And they're doing it, mm. Kirk, nonstop. No sleep, no nothing. Can you imagine? Boy. Can oh, you boy. imagine doing that? Uh, you can check that box. I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we said too. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, do you want to do this? Um, no, no. <laughs> oh, his, that's but, pretty cool. It, it is, is very pretty, pretty cool. cool, and and I I can't wait to have him on to talk about it, and also uh, because it raises money for a good cause, Captain for Clean Water, but also because I want to find out if there's a way to follow this while they're doing it, and Kirk. They're doing this in about forty-four hours. Wow! I can't. I can't is, imagine. Now Dave is going to do this. No, no, Dave no, no. does it. I'll buy him dinner at Singleton. No, Dave. Dave is it. not doing no. it. Dave, uh, Dave. I just uh, sent Dave to to Doctor Kaplan over at Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Dave is in no shape to be doing this <laughs> skiff challenge. <laughs> I was going to say I've got a couple of extra knee braces that you know I'm not using right now. He could borrow them, oh. you know. Dude, I'd have to have a back brace, oh. knee braces, ankles taped up like football days, <laughs> neck well, brace. My, my, yeah, and then you're going to go. Uh, you're going to need to go to the dentist because you're not going to have any fillings in your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Or kudos to him. All right, well, kudos good. To him, man. Good luck tonight. Yeah, good luck, buddy. Thank you, boys. And get you a cowbell and get the one that's painted in uh, green and gold. I'll, I'll do it, brother. Y'all have a good one. Hey, and don't forget tomorrow, folks. Easter, man. Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Easter, buddy. Happy Brave Easter, brother. Yes, sir. All right. God bless y'all. All right. Yep. You and Kate have a good time. All right. 904-641-1010 if you'd uh, like to join us here this morning. Folks, don't forget if you have a boat trailer and your HOA has been all over you about getting it out of your yard, stack them storage <laughs> is the place to go. Okay, so you can finally Gotta appease. The HOA. <laughs> you can appease the uh, the HOA Nazis mm-hmm. by getting that trailer out of the back of your yard. You tried to tuck it behind the fence. Mm-hmm. Okay, put a plant in front but of it. That guy who's yep. uh, he's like well, on the board. Down the road. Yeah, he walks down the road with his notepad and he's making notes. Yep, he found <sighs> it. You gotta gotta get rid of it. Yep. Take it to Stackham Storage and. Uh, well, don't come get it. Easy thing to do yep. because uh, all you got to do is go to the homepage of Outdoor Show. And click on Stackham Storage. Takes you right to their website, or you can give them a call at 904-962-9605 for Stackham Storage. And you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. If you don't think you can afford a Cadillac, folks, you haven't been by Claude Dalton. Claude Dolan Cadillac and seen all they have to offer up there right now. And uh, <laughs> if uh, here in the next year, Jeff, if mm-hmm. they have one of your trucks traded in, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
because that's where I buy all my pre-owned vehicles. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. know what I mean? I'll, yep. I'll, I'll be just about that time. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so you, you, in a few years, you might be interested in this half-ton Silverado diesel that I'm going to get? It's pretty intriguing. I it's know. pretty intriguing. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty folks, cool. If, uh, you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, uh, go in there and let them know what you're looking for at Claude Nolan Cadillac, and they'll find it for you. They've done it for me numerous times. Located on South South Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines and bring up an Outdoor Show Hall of Famer. And don't forget, folks, at 9 o'clock hour, we have a couple special guests coming on to talk about the Skiff Challenge. But for now, let's go talk to the man who was born to fish in a skiff himself. That's Hall of Famer Lester. Lester. <laughs> Amen to that. Now, I did, I did uh, the the, uh, the Janu when it first came out. And, uh, Janu. Janu. But, but not the skiff, but I, I believe it, it classifies Lester. down there Lester. with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's called a Gnu. Oh, I call it a Janu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's do another one here. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm. Is it okay. Mickler's? Stop. Stop. You're offending Mickler's people. You're landing. offending people. <laughs> or is it Michael's? <laughs> you're, you're just offending people now. I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm not answering that. I'm trying to to communicate. Well, of course it's Michael's. Okay, I'm just yeah. saying because there's a lot of people it's that Mike don't Lurs. know it's Michael's. I don't know how. It's M I K E. I mean, I mean. I'm just telling you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Mike. There's a lot of folks that say Micklers. Okay, Lagerman. It's Micklers. <laughs> I I know it's Micklers. It's Lagerman. Well, well, you know Lagerman. What? The, the, few, the few times I've heard it said Micklers, I thought y'all were crazy. Uh, <laughs> see? See? Even Lester. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Micklers. You know, when I hear it say Micklers, I think that's wrong. <sighs> what? Well, what do you call it, Kevin? It's Michaelers. It's like favor is far. Oh. Yeah. Farver. You remember that, Kevin Farver? You remember that story that that guy <laughs> I was at a Jaguars game? Guy stopped me because you're Brett Favre. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not Brett Favre. No, you're Brett Favre. The guy was half lit. Oh he goes, boy. man, dude, you know Brett Favre is so cool, dude. I'm thinking, picture. I'm I, thinking I, I, he dude, was beyond half. This, 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 I, I, honest goodness, this, this happened. He goes, he goes, you're Brett Favre. I'm not, dude, I'm not Brett Favre, all right? Let me see your driver's my license. Lord. Well, I didn't even think about it. I showed him my driver's license, and he looked you at the are. last one. You're Brett Favre. I knew you were Brett Favre. I'm like, oh, oh crap. It's because Favre is F-A-V-R-E. R-E. And mine's E-R. Right. <laughs> this guy went off, man. It's like, it's Brett Favre. Well, that, yeah, that even got him more when he saw exactly. your name. Exactly. He saw Favre. your name. That's Favre. Funny stuff. Your middle initial's yeah, B. Man. It's I, Kevin well, Brett Favre. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, well, I, I like to tell you all. Anyway, it's Michael. Happy Easter, fellas. Happy Easter. And I uh, know I don't like the peeps. Uh, in the basket, so, yeah. but I got somebody else you can ask uh, that just come to visit me here in town. I'll put him on the phone right and say, hey. All right. All right. We got Big Head. Big Head. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. Good morning, buddy. Are, are, Good morning. Are you, how, how is our favorite Marine doing? Doing good. Uh, uh, finally came back to visit. I was in uh, 29 Palms, California for a little while. Now I'm came back to North Carolina, and now I came down to visit just for the weekend. Uh, sounds. When did you get back uh, into town? I got I got here 
here here in like uh, when did I get here Thursday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what's been morning. going on. Yeah, big big head. You've been out late at night. I can tell. Yeah, I, you, I, you've I, been I, taking <laughs> advantage of your opportunity being home. Am I right? Yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I work I work night crew, so yeah, I, I I'm a night owl, so I stay up all night. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Sure. And uh, did you find anybody <laughs> stay up all night with you? Yep. <laughs> 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 oh, big head. We appreciate you, buddy. Oh, yes, sir. Tell him if he likes peeps or not. I mean, yeah, yeah, peeps. Come on now. Does a Marine eat peeps? Yeah, I eat peeps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 10 4. Classic. Thank you, big yes, head. Thanks, big head. Y'all be good. No Happy problem. Easter. Yes, sir. Happy Easter. Y'all have a good one. You too. <laughs> See ya. Lester. Uh huh. And his son, big head, a Marine. Mm hmm. Obviously, thank him. Thank you for, for, his for your service. Yep. And uh, get some rest. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like you need some rest. It's like almost nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lord, it sounds a, like he just rolled out of bed. I'm a night owl. <laughs> or he hasn't gone to bed yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah he, yeah, he might be getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> uh, we have a Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week uh, coming up here shortly. We, uh, we, I say we, my wife Tara did this. Uh-huh. That little cooking gadget that we have called the Instapot, mm-hmm. it cooks meals like really fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did, she, <laughs> I keep saying we, she did this pork and cut it up and put it in that Instapot, and it's going to be our Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week. It's amazing how fast you can have a meal ready in like literally 30 minutes really? with this little gadget at the house. And uh, so what did you think? It was pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, a 30-minute I mean, like pulled, pulled pork, pork meal, yeah, yeah. I mean, shoot. I mean, one, what's wrong with that? I mean, yeah. obviously, slow cooking is a little different. So, all right, well, let, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And uh, during a break, we're expecting a couple phone calls from uh, Mr. Dave Edwards, who is actually on the line right now. And then we have Captain Chris Peterson, who is the president owner of Hell's Bay. Him and his wife own Hell's Bay Skiffs. And they are going to be uh, having a boat in the Skiff Challenge, which is going to be starting very soon. We're going to talk to them about this, and I, I can't wait to hear some of the past stories. Yeah, I want to hear some stories, and too. And some of the bravado, because it is a big challenge, you know, when you got five different you know, boat companies that are, are, are going for bragging rights, and so we'll talk to them here shortly. Uh, in the meantime, just want to let everybody know that, look, if you've got a little piece of waterfront heaven, C&H Marine Construction is there to help you make it even a little better slice of heaven. Docks, boathouses, uh, bulkheads, boat lifts, they do it all at CNH Marine Construction. Go to the homepage of outdoorshow.com and just click on the CNH Marine Construction link, and then you can be as satisfied as I have been with the work that they have done. CNH Marine Construction. And you're listening to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and it's time now for our Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. And Ring Power has the youngest fleet in the rental industry to provide you with equipment that is seamless and also keeps your operation running. And if you want to learn more, go to ringpower.com. And this week's Ring Power Tip is going to be a conversation for a couple segments here, and we've got two special guests joining us to, to talk about it. It's Mr. Dave Edwards, who has been a friend of the Outdoor Show for many years. 
and uh, and then also Captain Chris Peterson, who is the owner president of of Hell's Bay. Let's welcome both of them in. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How y'all doing this morning? Good morning. Doing great. And uh, first, uh, Dave, uh, quick conversation here. Me and you were talking the other day, and you asked me, you said, hey, man, are you aware of this thing called the Skiff Challenge? I'm like, huh? Uh, what are you talking about? And he tells me about it, and then he mentioned Captains for Clean Water, and that, that thing is meant to raise awareness and money for uh, the, the to benefit Captains for Clean Water. And I had a little bit of an idea about that. But, uh, man, tell, tell people about what this event was and how you first became exposed to it. Yeah, so um – Chris, you might have to help me. I don't think Captains for Clean Water were were they around when we when the first challenge t- took place? No, they came in uh, two year two challenges ago. Um, the, the the long and short of it is, uh, Yellowfin and I kind of made each other a challenge and a bet about uh, <laughs> if we could uh, uh, race each other. Well, it was supposed to be a challenge. Like, can we both complete it? But then anytime you put gasoline, men, and testosterone in the same equation, it became a race. So real quick, both- Chris, uh, when you, when you yeah. say, okay, because Chris, Chris, you and your wife own Hell's Bay, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And so when you say you and Yellowfin, is there a single owner of Yellowfin that uh, this bravado, maybe a couple beers over that? Well, yeah, but it's one of his main people, uh, Heath Darty over there. Uh, uh, Wiley, who owns Yellowfin, he, he's not going to get in the 17 foot skip and, and start at the uh, Florida Alabama line and run all the way to the Florida, Florida Georgia line by way of Key West nonstop. So, uh, but yeah, no, it was myself and Heath. We're both great friends, uh, except during the actual skiff challenge. Uh, we become mortal enemies, mortal competitors at that time. But, um, so anyway, it, it, couple years go by and this thing got really popular and uh it kind of grew beyond what two boat builders were you know chasing each other around the state um could do so we turned it over to captains and turned it into a fundraiser i think last year we last not last year because we got called off because of covid um but the year before i think we raised close to seventy thousand dollars for clean water with this event so it turned out to be great but it's still you know it's still a fun thing to watch online on facebook um we do a bunch of live posts uh during during the event so we start out at the florabama bar uh at the florida alabama line at uh, 11 o'clock eastern on thursday and we go non-stop until we hit jacksonville we hope we'll go non-stop hope nothing happens along the way uh, and this year, there's five manufacturers actually participating in it. Okay. It's ourselves, Key West, uh, um, Angler Pro, uh, Hell's Bay, Yellowfin, and Seapro. Wow. All right. And, so so, and, so uh, let me ask you real quick, Chris. Did when The first one that kind of came about when <laughs> you were having this little uh, back and forth with a guy from Yellowfin, who drove the boats the first year? Uh, myself and, uh, and Heath Doherty from, uh, Yellowfin and one of his employees and one of my employees and also Panga Marine at the time, they ran it for the first two years with us. Um, both first three years and the first two years they didn't complete it. And the third year, um, we were going up to see Dave at Cabin Bluff when he was at Cabin Bluff. And that's a, 
that was an incentive to just to get there. So they actually did complete it. They came in third that year. But So you did it the first year, and we all asked each other the question, would you do it? I mean, would you would you drive a boat to do that? And all, all of our answers were, no. hell no. No. <laughs> I mean, that's... Well, I drive a, I drive a 16-foot boat. So the, also the rules are you can't be one inch, one millimeter over 18 feet the boat cannot have more than a 70 horsepower engine and no more than a 22 gallon gas tank so it has to be a small boat and there's times we run these things and then the skiff challenge uh, even if it's beautiful in one place there's always several places where it's 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 horrible horrible conditions and the last time we started we started in the middle of a cold one of those one of those horrible cold fronts coming through lightning piercing rain all night long it chased us from uh from pensacola all the way over to cedar key it kind of hung with us that whole way and when we crossed over from Appalachia to uh cedar key we go about 100 miles offshore at that point and um you know we had six to eight foot seas oh my god 16 foot nut boat in Uh-oh. the middle of the night so, oh man so so with these rules that are set up which is you know no look no bigger than 18 foot and 70 horsepower motor 22 gallons on board you have kind of a four-man team. There's uh, two boat drivers that are in the boat, and then you got two guys on shore that are essentially your your uh, mobile pit crew that is going to meet you wherever yep. they go. Yep. And uh, the first year that this was done, how long did it take you to complete it, and how many wow. of the of the people that started actually finished? Well, it was three of us: us, Pangamarine, and Yellowfin. And Yellowfin and I both finished. And we're still we're still running it. We're still we're it, it's what well, I was considered a race between us, but there are five of them in there, so you never know who's going to do what. But and and the boats, you know, like I said, everybody can't have more than seventy horsepower engines, so it comes down a lot of times to your pit stops, like you're talking about and planning, and uh, you know exactly what your course is. Because other than having when we go to Key West, we have to take a picture of the southernmost point. Um, and then post that online. And then we have a media stop that's required in Key Largo. And part of that is is that we get minutes off for every dollar raised of our pit stop. So it's an hour and a half pit stop that you have to stop there. Um, but it'll be a minimum of 20 minutes if you get all your time bought down. So the, we do have a moment. Because we hit the dock uh, on a normal pit stop, we put in 22 gallons of gas, change batteries, check the oil, check the engine bolts, and leave the dock in 90 seconds. What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you, do you guys use the NASCAR fuel tanks? Like the, like no, the not, ones that like just pour fuel in? I do. I do. I'm the only boat manufacturer that, that I've seen. Everybody else is still – they're not maybe not as fast as me. That's maybe why I've won it so many times. But we do have those uh, dry break. Uh, we have a we installed a dry break uh, fill uh, on our gas tank. So we yes we we do have those NASCAR stuff. We can we can awesome. drop we can drop we can drop eight gallon. We have we have eight gallon tanks, and we can drop eight gallons in five seconds into that into that boat. So yeah, we make it quick. So Chris, what what kind of technology do you have for navigating at nighttime? Um, some. <laughs> We've done it in the past with a, with a broken iPhone um, because because all our other electronics have gone down as we beat, yeah, beat you everything beat the to crap death. on it. Right? Yeah. Oh, 
Yellowfin one year had to call their pit crew. They they were actually didn't have anything going on. They had because they'd smashed their last iPhone, and they actually had to call their pit crew to go to the store and buy another one. So they another could keep navigating. So so things 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 don't always go as planned, uh, and you got to improvise. But you know somehow we seem to make it around and and do this thing. So yeah, we do iPhones at times. But you know I've got a really great Raymarine uh, uh, unit that. Uh, nine inch unit in the boat uh-huh. with sat with satellite weather overlay on it um but you know sometimes if a battery went down or something we we've navigated with just just an iphone all right so i think the, one of the things that people are probably curious about and I, and I am is that uh do you make any alterations to the boat that's running the skiff challenge that is not already available to a customer so are you doing anything special to well, the skiff I, built, running. I build a custom boat, so I'll customize it just like this one if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I've got, I put some seats that sit down on the bottom of the cockpit instead of just sitting up on the back, you know, bulkhead like a typical polling skiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've well, got a big light bar up front that you typically wouldn't have so we can run at night. Right. Um, other than that, no, we, we have to run a production boat or a bottom. You know, we can't make a bottom or something special. or a special Yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at, if you could run anything no, different. No, we, we run a production boat. Um, but, you know, like I said, we do some things like to make it comfortable and, and, and that sort of thing. But uh, because we are just taking a – sometimes taking a beating. It's over – it's about it's close to 1,400 miles that we're running. <laughs> And I've done it in a short yeah, 42 hours. I did it uh, one year. We came into Cabin Bluff um, up there in, in Georgia, and uh, I think it was a 42-hour run that year. Did you? Yeah, Chris, didn't, t- didn't this start off with um, all the way back to the beginning when you were talking about with you, with you and Heath or Wiley with Yellowfin? It was kind of a, uh, uh, hey, my boat's better than your kind of boat kind of thing. And so you were. Well, we did. You're we, right. We, we did that originally. Boat. Well, I'll be honest with you. This whole thing started over two bottles of tequila at Taco Rocco's in, <laughs> at the Palm Beach Boat Show. You know, we're, we're good buddies with, I call them my, 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 call them out my buddies from other manufacturers, my, uh, my uh, carnival friends, carnies, because we seem to at certain times of the year just go one weekend to the next from one boat show to another. And, you know, we, so we get to good be friends and we go out at night. And this thing turned out to be something that we, we we thought up when it we probably weren't in the in the, in right mind not that we ever are when we step off that beach during skiff challenge anyway but uh we and then the next day you just can't man down from this challenge that we conjured up you know <laughs> next day i'm sure he and, and was, both were was, going what were we thinking but uh-huh. we can't tell the other guy that you know are we are, you know we're not going to do this so it started out y'all put some kind of rule since it's been fun Y'all put some kind of rule in there where, like, you couldn't hire a, a rock star Dale Earnhardt to drive your boat. You guys had to be the ones driving it. Yeah, we, like we wanted to be the manufacturer. You know, like you were saying, David, it also started as we started thinking about it. We wanted just to get in our boats. We make these boats, and we wanted just to get in it and run them as hard as they possibly can. And, and really, you know, to let the public know that, you know, boats made today are, are extremely safe. And if we do this in a 16-foot boat and do the things we do, I'm I'm never afraid that something's going wrong with the boat. They're just well built, and uh, that that was kind of part of the purpose. Now the purpose has turned in. Last year we had almost three and a half million views on Facebook during this uh, time period, 
And it's really a good opportunity for Captains for Clean Water also to put their message out about uh, what we can do about water quality and water, um, uh, you know, moving some of that water south. They're focusing right now on Everglades restoration um, and getting the reservoir built south of Lake Okeechobee. And, you know, it's taking a lot of money, so it helps us uh, activate, you know, the fishing community who's watching us online and get them the message because, you know, we don't always pay attention to all those things all the time. So I guess we put ourselves out there and beat the heck out of ourselves that helps to promote the message that captains wants to, you know, bring about what, what needs to be done about, you know, water quality and saving water in the state of Florida. Uh, so when, yeah, when, 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 when does the race start the actual date? Okay. The actual date is this upcoming Thursday, April 8th. Okay. And it's at 10 o'clock central 11 because it's central time where we leave over there at the Florida, Alabama line. And it's going to be 11 o'clock Eastern time. We start, and it's nonstop, and it's 24 hours a day. And our pit crew meets us and throws us some food. Five-hour energies fills us up, and we keep going. Does uh, FWC, are they kind of uh, aware of what's yeah. going on? And do they kind of give you tips and guidelines? Oh, hey, look, you know, let's be no. careful with this or that. No. Oh, no. it's a cannonball no, they don't run. Tell, they, don't, they don't tell us anything, but um, – FWC, the state of Florida, is actually very involved in this. The uh, last race, the governor and uh, first lady came and 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 started the race. And and FWC, we had FWC there. They do a boat inspection before we leave. Uh, but then every sector is certainly aware, and, and they put the word out. Uh, that this gift challenge is going on. So all of all FWC officers and response uh, areas know that we're out there and are kind of monitoring it now we we have satellite trackers on our boats and you can track us live on facebook or go to captainsforcleanwater.com and look up the skiff challenge and you'll find a live map of where everybody is uh so fwc's you know response center's watching that as well as the u.s coast guard's been alerted and they know what's going on as well with their sector so uh chris and dave we're going to take a quick break i want to come back because i want to talk a little strategy about okay. about chart plotting for something like this, and I also want to spend a minute with you, Chris, talking about Hell's Bay boats. And uh, folks, sure we'll, we'll do that with uh, with uh, Captain Chris Peterson, owner of Hell's Bay, Mr. Dave Edwards, a uh, friend of the Outdoor Show for many years. And uh, uh, so, hang tight. A quick break here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show on Ten Ten XL ninety two point five FM. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, and uh, special guest joining us here today for another segment, Captain Chris Peterson, who is the owner of Hell's Bay Boats, and uh, also Mr. Dave Edwards, who Paul Tynes Consulting, White Oak Plantation, formerly of Cavern Bluff, friend of the Outdoor Show. Yeah, yeah we, we got lots of titles for Dave, including uh, Great Friend. And uh, and big fisherman, big big sheep's head guy, the, the guy yeah. who catches the yeah. big sheep's head, yeah. which uh, we lost by one one hundredth of a pound in the El Cheapo. Not to kick you in the nuts. <laughs> again, Whose Dave. fault was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. Yep, that was another another there kick right there for you. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, with this uh, challenge, is I mean this this thing, this Florida Skiff Challenge, we're looking at the map that uh, is on the Captains for Clean Water page, and it kind of shows different colored tracks. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you can clearly see that some guys took shortcuts and some guys didn't. 
How much strategy is involved in trying to figure out how far 22 gallons will go for you and cutting some corners maybe? And, and what color was your boat? What, which line was, was your boat on, on this map? I don't know. I know which one you're looking at. Okay. That might just be a fake map. Oh, I got okay. you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that right. might just be a marketing style map because actually there was uh, five boat companies and I think there's only four tracks on that particular map. So I think you're um, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, but, but we all do go all sorts of different routes. Um, we try to, my strategy is I try to come in off the, off the best route as, as short as possible, um, to come in and make a pit stop. You know, I don't want to run way up the St. Mark's river or way into Steenhatchee. I try to come in as, as close as I can and also trying to keep it within so I don't run out of gas. Um, and also you got to take in consideration, we're not allowed to violate any, uh, no wig zones or manatee zones. So sometimes it's, uh, it's, you, you go and you beat yourself to death and lose a few fillings so you can stay outside along the shoreline as opposed to running in inside. But sometimes, you know, the weather's dictating, uh, and the, uh, what's going on. You might need to run inside because like I said, we're in a 16 foot boat and sometimes, when it's really nasty out there, you can't really get going that fast compared to, you know, running running an intercoastal route. So those are some of the reasons people do different things and try different things. So, Approximately how many miles on 22 gallons? Mm, I, I try not to push mine beyond about 120. I can probably squeeze in 130. Oof. But here's the other thing you got to realize. Yep. Last, last year I came in to Key West. And we dumped right at 22 gallons in the boat, but it was only a 100-mile run from Marco because we had a 15-knot headwind going mm-hmm. straight out of the south that we were headed into. So, so you know, the, the wind will, sure. will play on your gas mileage as well. So you got to think through all of that when you're planning it out. Well, and with uh, with this thing, the Florida Skiff Challenge, it, uh, first of all, it, it's a great uh, – I look forward to following it, and I'm going to follow it. But it's also a great opportunity to raise money for Captains for Clean Water. How do people go about supporting Captains for Clean Water through the Florida Skiff Challenge? If you go to the uh, if you go to skiffchallenge.com, you'll come to a page. Each team is kind of raising their own money, like a like a walkathon, and uh, you can donate five dollars, ten dollars, a million dollars right on that page and. Uh, and 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 raise money for your you kind of you kind of vote for a team so vote for go and raise money get if you get it's all going to captains but put it on hell's bay okay so if we <laughs> if we put it all of our listeners put it on hell's bay we're going to help save you some time correct and that kind of part you, of the deal you, too you, yes it is and you will um that, that's exactly right and the one who raises the most money gets an additional 10 minutes off that pit stop so if we can win the most, that gives us an extra 10 minutes uh, head start coming out of that pit stop out of Key Largo. All right, so all the outdoor show faithful, uh-huh. okay, when you go and you sign up to, to support, we're supporting Hell's Bay, okay, we're going to help them out because uh, Captain Chris Peterson and Mr. Dave Edwards took the time out to be able to join us and tell about this cool venture uh, on this show. Man, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to this. And, and so who's driving the Hell's Bay boat this year? Uh, myself and well, this will be my fifth run around the state in the skiff challenge. 
and it'll be the fourth time I do it with my son, and he's a he's a thirty one year old uh, mini me, and uh, both of us are not exactly don't have our heads screwed on right all the time. I guess if we do something like this, but yeah, so it'll be a father son team, and I say we're pretty good because you got the treachery of old age in me, and you got uh, you got the you know the exuberance of youth in him, and so between the two of us, we we push each other pretty well. So, all right, so how, Chris, how old are you? Uh, 58. 58, and this is this is not, this is not a comfortable ride. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Now, just, I mean, because, Chris, seriously, if I were to do this, I would have my ankles taped up. I would have a back brace. I would have probably like a neck roll. I would have a lot of devices on my body to be able to withstand 40, 44, 40, you know, two hours or whatever of a beating. What do you wear? Mm-hmm. Do, do, um, do you do that? I got a Mustang dry suit that I wear. Oh, no, man. I don't do that. <laughs> Just want to stay dry. Golly. <laughs> man, that's uh, that's exciting, yeah. and uh, I give you credit because you know what? No, thanks. I don't know about that. So, <laughs> and so before we let you go yeah. – uh, Tell us what's going on with Hell's Bay Boats, and yes. uh, because you know what we know that it's a it's boat company that was made famous from a guy that spent um, a couple different shows with us, Mister Flip Pallet, mm-hmm. and yep. and, uh, and I believe it was founded under an oak tree down around Plaquemish, I think. And, You're right. And uh, and now it's a custom built boat company, uh, build boats to order. Uh, what's going on with Hell's Bay Boats, and what's new and exciting with you guys? We. Everything is exciting. We every, we constantly are trying to improve. We got nine or ten different boats between sixteen and eighteen feet that are just to build the best fishing tool because that's what we build. We build a fishing boat, um, and we also have a twenty-four foot bay boat that we we produce. Um, and we are extremely busy right now, um, but you know every day we focus on trying to build the best boat for whatever it is you're fishing for. So we can build a custom boat for. We just sent one out in Louisiana for frog, the guy loves frog gigging and uh, and uh, floundering. We got all these lights all over the front of it, and you know whatever you dream up, we can we can we can build for you. I didn't so, I didn't know you guys we were do. building a bay boat. Yep, we have a twenty four foot bay boat, and uh, it's a pretty cool boat. Uh, again, it was we designed it from from scratch for for fishing. I mean, what you know, it's not it's not a sandbar queen. It's not it's mm-hmm. a it's it's for near shore light tackle you know fishing so sandbar queen <laughs> <laughs> it, it maybe is a good sandbar it's a pretty boat Chris, I, got, I, got, I like that term. I, I'm, I'm gonna have to use that one <laughs> he's like the that, king write of, that down he's the king of boat smack that's oh, beautiful yeah. <laughs> that's great chris thank you for spending the time with us yeah. uh, this morning absolutely guys best but of we'll, luck we'll, in the skiff challenge Thank you. Y'all follow us, and we hope we we all have a great run around, and we hope to have some great rivalry. And uh, you know, if if, if if just just watch us because it, it's more fun than uh, you know watching you know football maybe these days. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> wow. Okay, it might it, it might be up shot. there with WWF by the time we're all done, right? Nice, I love that. No, no, it would be it would be better than. Uh, well, let's Chris uh, around here. We like the AEW. You bet, baby. 
We're all in. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks, thank you, Chris. Chris. Appreciate having Dave, me on today. Thank you, I brother. It. Yep. Thanks, thanks Dave. Dave Edwards. Yeah, I'll just yep, tell you right. too. You're talking to you from my turkey turkey blind here north of Gainesville right now. So I'm going to quiet quiet up and try to get one of these. Good guys, for you. So. Good for you. Yeah. Good luck, Chris. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank, thank you, y'all. Dave. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. And, and uh, good luck getting the the paddleboard today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you know one thing we didn't talk about is uh, one of the real heroes in that skip challenge as far as Team Hell's Bay is Chris's wife, Wendy. And the reason I say that is because um, I spent the whole skip challenge basically with her, the first couple because they were ending up at Cabin Bluff and we're watching them. And at that time, the equipment wasn't as good and they, you know, it was all new and we were losing them and you didn't know where they were. And like, uh, you know, when they would cut across from Marco or wherever, you know, across Steen Hatch, they were 100 miles offshore and all of a sudden we lost them. It was kind of like watching. Uh, I kind of related it to watching the Apollo mm-hmm. when they were they were coming back through, and they're wh- wherever you call it when they when they're coming back and going to splash in the ocean. Yeah, you're waiting in that static, waiting, 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 and all of a sudden, bing, there they are. You know, and big high fives, and she was worried that they were in trouble, and so I can't imagine the stress that she goes through just watching her husband go out there and kind of losing on the radar. I'm sorry, Dave, but. Uh... I'm 53, and I ain't going on a boat ride like that. And if, when hey, I get to I'm be 58, you, there's no chance. Six, six, 16 foot boat and six to eight foot seas. Y'all just think about that mm-hmm. for a second, okay? He uh, and you know Chris kind of played it. I mean he he didn't uh, he didn't like get real truthful on how bad that is. They are they are getting these snot beat out of them. And just think about especially the first first runaround. Where you were in unfamiliar water. Yeah, that's uh, right. In the pitch, in the pitch black dark, and let's just say you had to go in to get, and you're in the Gulf, and you had to go in because you're, you know, your your pit stops coming up. You, you know how shallow all that stuff is. Oh yeah. How, you know, I mean, you're just running. Um, so it's, uh, and you know, I've got to see them when they land at Cabin Bluff, and they don't look pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they don't. They, <laughs> I don't know how to explain what they look like, but they look like they've been uh, drugged behind a pickup, uh, behind a boat the whole time. Ugh. They just and, went uh, on just terrible. I wouldn't they, be able to walk deep. for a week. No, nah, dude. I'd, yeah. 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 Put me in a, put, just put me in an ice tub. Yeah. And give me, hey, give so me a I'll, real stiff yeah. drink. Yep. Yeah. All of y'all been at Cabin Bluff, so you kind of know the, where the dock is. We've got a 90, we're on the intercoastal, and there's a 90 degree turn. Uh, about 200 yards, three, three, 400 yards to our right. That when you come from Fernandina, you got to make a turn there on the intercoastal. And you come right straight across in front of our dock and you keep going towards St. Andrews. Well, Chris and Heath had come in, Hep Yellowfin had already made it, made it in. And this was about four o'clock in the morning. We're all out there on the dock. We know Panga and whoever else it was is coming by satellite. We could see them. And then we start seeing real bright lights coming down the river. We go, oh, yeah, there they are. And they are neck and neck like a NASCAR race. And they've been racing all the way around the whole state of Florida. And they're right here at the end, and they're neck and neck. And they come around that corner just about touching each other in a 45-degree bank turning. And they, we're all on the dock, light. We're hollering, been drinking, you know, woo, and like, a, you know, the finish line. They raced right by us, didn't even see us. <laughs> somebody, somebody, one of them, uh, 
must have had to put their pin for Cabin Bluff in the wrong place. And they both, another one was just so intense and following him. They both turned right <laughs> across the big, uh, at that tide, it had some water on it. But they both went over there and beached their boat about 40 yards onto the sand. Oh, boy. <laughs> they were wide open. We had to anchor them up and go get them in the morning. Oh, Lord. Well, <laughs> Dave, in the morning. thank you for lining up. Uh, yep. It was awesome. And uh, we're looking forward to following. Hopefully, all the Outdoor Show listeners support Hells Bay Boats for. Uh, for Chris taking the time out to spend with us. And we appreciate you, Dave, for, uh, for yeah. first of all, making me aware of this because I didn't even know this existed. And it's a cool event to follow. Well, and, and yeah, it is awesome. It's going to be fun to watch. The, the big thing is, is Captains for Clean Water. They really focus down on that uh, Everglades right now, but they are, it's not all about that. It's all about Florida's waters. And so that's just their first big, big tackle, I think, you know. So, right, right. Uh, hope everybody can get on board with that kind of all of that support that. Yeah, we appreciate it, Dave. All right, Thanks, we're, like, we're like Chris is staring at me now, and I'm getting yep. the laser eyes. We're like seven <laughs> minutes over we, for a we, break. We gotta go. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Bye, buddy. <laughs> Quick break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, and then we'll come back to a weather tides and also Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. <laughs> kind of chuckling there. So somebody lost his voice and didn't cut new spots. Yeah. For for Hagen Coastal Outfitters, they had the grand opening, and it's like we're we're making the announcements like it like it's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's already happened, yeah. and the Hagen Ace up in Yulee is wide open. The Hagen Coastal Outfitters inside the store is also wide open. And just a, a quick little note: they've got a little special promotion going on at the uh, the three Hagen Coastal Outfitter locations: Mandarin, Green Cove Springs, and the Yulee location. Boat has a new uh, paddleboard, but it's motorized. It's called the Rover. And you can put a little outboard on the back of this thing. And right now, if you buy one for a limited time, you can purchase the Rover and receive a grab bar and a bucket rack for free. That's a $400 value. So go into Hagen Coastal Outfitters today and check out this uh, special promotion that they have going on. And I just got a text from uh, the boss lady Uh. at uh, Hagen Coastal Outfitters and Hagen Ace, and she said, um... Uh, that commercial needs to be fixed. So, yeah. So hey, hey so, here's the deal. Hey, I'm boss lady. This <laughs> is between the two of y'all, hey, right? Hey, boss you, lady. You and Chris. Yeah. yeah so so I, I'm gonna I'm totally gonna take all responsibility for this. No, no. The the uh, the voice of the commercial was was out of commission, and so I was the unworthy backup, and uh, and and I I blew it. So. Huh. So, the, the the spokesman I'm, lost his voice for a couple weeks there. And yeah, so, I'm fired. a little bit behind. That was my I'm fault. Fired. Uh, yeah. So I might get. Uh, I might. I might hear but, a little bit later I, on. But, but I will tell you this: Chris has had to earn his money the last few weeks. Yeah, R- radio business Chris has been pretty been, pretty good. <laughs> so, yeah, Chris has been uh, working overtime. I, I was going to use this little comparison, but I'm not going to say. Don't what don't it is. don't don't go there. No, because no, you already you already sensitive. You know, the, the way that you just ask him to remind you to be here early next week is I like know. something that I would say to Carrie. Like, like, Carrie, would you please remind me, you know, that that I need to do this? And well, I was like, I was like, well, oh. I was supposed to come in early a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah you were. And, and, and he was Chris, here. Chris was here and yeah. he was waiting. And waiting. so he gives me this snide look, you know, when I'm coming in to cut the New Hagen commercial. <laughs> and he says, uh-huh. um, yeah, Jeff slides in here at like yeah. seven till. Yeah. I was like, totally like seven till. And Chris is like, um, I thought we were cutting commercials yeah. early. And I'm like, Thanks. oh, shit. <laughs> Come and I felt like uh, Chris Farley. Man, you know. 
So yeah. we'll, we'll get some new Hagen spots and Hagen totally Coleslaw food yeah. spots. So, so basically, I'm the producer, the website administrator, the podcast guy, and babysitter. And the voice, <laughs> yes, and babysitter. Yeah. Add that add that to your list. <laughs> All right, uh, we got to do a uh, Kirby Co. Builders cooking tip of the week because Chris and Kevin got to sample it today. And what would you think, guys? What would you think? Mm. Oh, it's, it's very good. I, I love pulled pork anyway. Yummy. And that's, okay. you know, it's it, uh, Tastes like something that was cooked for hours. Tara did uh, a it was like a pork roast, mm-hmm. and she cut it up into chunks, and she used this recipe from Damn Delicious, which I don't know exactly what that is, but uh, it must be like a website. Well, it's or Damn Delicious or is what it like is. That. So anyway, she replaced all the seasoning they had in the recipe. She took that out. And because, I mean, Blue's Hog is the best seasoning we found mm-hmm. for chicken and pork. And so there's no reason to use anything else. So she used... The Blues Hog Sweet and Savory, which, by the way, is available at all the Hagen Ace hardware stores. Okay, and she used that, and she cooked it in this Instapot thing, which is like a pressurized uh, cooker, and it cooks things really fast. And it turned out outstanding. You guys had it. We got the old Martin's potato rolls. We got the pulled pork. We got the barbecue sauce. We got the coleslaw. And it just doesn't get any better than that, unless you go to the beer to pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but if you want to make your own Instapot pulled pork sandwiches, go to our Facebook page and check out the Kirby Co. Builders Inc. Cooking Tip of the Week. And don't forget, Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, finishing on both commercial and residential products. Go to KirbyCoBuilders.com to learn more. All right, so I'm going to give you a Tides report. I'm going to give it to you well, let's take a for, break. For, for tomorrow. Let's take a break take first because I think we, we – we had a short segment there yes. because uh, I got kind of long-winded there, and we got long-winded with surprise, Dave, but it surprise. was awesome. Yeah. awesome. Yeah, but we come back, we'll do a weather or tides. And Hagen and Yuli is open. And yeah, Hagen <laughs> and Yuli is open. If by chance the commercial plays that's saying, Hagen Coastal Outfitters grand opening coming up in March. Well, we're in April now. We'll cut a new spot. And anyway, Sorry. let's take a break. Sorry, Tara. Take it away, Chris. got to tell my buddy Ed, now that is the greatest rock and roll band ever. <laughs> right there. Hey, this there. isn't Tesla, dude. Better than Tesla. What you're talking about. Yes. All right, Favor, let's uh, let's do a weather and a tides. Yeah, uh, tides, um, I'm going to do tomorrow's tides, okay. um, simply for the fact that it is 10 o'clock. Uh, tomorrow's low tide is around 9 o'clock, um, and then you've got, so that basically makes you a, a, a 3 o'clock High tide, really good tide to fish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I know the wind's going to be it's going to be backing off tomorrow throughout the day. Y- you know, throughout the day, um, so if you if you want to fish that that low tide early in the morning, um, good good time to do it. And that's your tide support brought to you each and every week by Angie Sub. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, chicken salad with the grapes Listen in it. To you, I loaded it up with the Peruvian sauce too. <laughs> you didn't? I did. And I and I got to say this. When I when I went there the first time, real quick, when I went there and they didn't have the chicken salad, they'd run out. Mm-hmm. I had the Peruvian. Mm-hmm. They had just pulled out one of those giant sheets of brownies, oh, and they were dear. in the process of cutting it up. Seriously. Yeah. And so I go to. The, I said, I want a brownie. They said, Well, just tell her at the, at the front desk. And so I go to the, up to the you know to pay at the register. And I said, I'll have a brownie. And she goes to reach into the basket to grab one of the old brownies. I said, no, 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 I want one of them over there. And she said, well, go over there and ask him for one. I said, all right. So so real real quick. Angie Subs. Angie Subs. And the other reason about Angie Subs, I went to, I don't have an Angie Subs. Okay. So yesterday I do a running around. Carrie was like, you might want to stop and get a sub sandwich. So I did. One of the chain stores. Got home. The bread was awful. 
The red was hard. Not Angie's. I know, and I'm like, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just. I know. You know what I, I mean? Know. All right, and like, if you don't go to Angie's, it? okay, here's a place you can go, the Bearded Pig. Right? They got the new location at the beach, still got mm-hmm. the one at Kings Avenue. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. By the way, drove by uh, Bearded Pig, the beach, the new beach location yesterday uh, in the middle of the day. And I mean, wall to wall packed. They got oh, a, no kidding. They, they, oh, they got, people they got, are so ready. They got <laughs> so a ready. great location. Yeah, it's awesome. With outdoor seating, it is such a nice setup. Same great food. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I know that uh, they are closing early some days because of food, and they're you know they're trying to get more employees, which a lot of restaurants now are kind of having an issue with employees and all that kind of thing. But look. Uh, so if you do go to the Bearded Pig and maybe your food takes a little longer than normal, just have a little patience. I mean, okay, because everybody in the restaurant they industry. beer, right? Right now. Doggone right, <laughs> okay. man. Have yeah. another beer. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Chill man. out. <laughs> I mean. And uh, here's your weather. Uh, could be very windy, but uh, folks, yep. uh, mark your calendar because on Tuesday. Tuesday. The switch is happening where the wind is coming out of the south, 5 to 10 knots, and then becoming southeast. And then Wednesday, southwest winds around 10 knots becoming southeast in the afternoon money all right okay. so the question's going to be and i know i'm going to get all the phone calls are the cobia here or you know look n- nobody has go find out you go find out i mean you're gonna you're gonna have the weather conditions to hey look if you want to run flagler south you know you're, you're you're gonna be able to do it you're talking about southwest winds um and it's it's gonna be beautiful and, and again if you're looking for bait and i keep reiterating this Look in deeper water. Don't don't run in there in that ten to fifteen foot of water. Look look out there in that thirty five to fifty. Or just if you want to run in there, just look east and make sure you're watching the pelicans. Exactly, it's going to be beautiful. Um, also, uh, don't forget, folks. A big thank you to uh, Captain Chris and Dave yeah. Edwards for joining us this morning. Chris is the uh, uh, him and his wife own Hell's Bay Boats. They've got the Skiff Challenge, which they are leaving next Thursday. At 11 p.m. local time, I believe 11 that's... 11 a.m., right? Yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah. 11 a.m. local time, that's 10 a.m. our time. Mm-hmm. The expected time to finish the race is about 42 to 44 hours. So let's put a time clock on that. So we go Friday morning uh, around 10, will be 24 hours. And so Saturday morning sometime... They should be pulling into the docks at Fernandina, mm-hmm. which is, I think, their end location. So we should be able to maybe get During the very the show. During the the show. last end, yeah, yeah. yeah, the last end of tracking the Skiff Challenge. We should be able to give everybody an update. Maybe uh, it's still going. I don't know. Maybe they're done. Yeah. Maybe they might be done right before five, we go five on Five boats here. this year, right? Five, five boats. boats yeah. And uh, so, and and you can follow them on Facebook, and they're going to be doing updates. They got GPS trackers, they got the whole nine yards, and so I'm going to follow. And remember, go support the Captains for Clean Water. And when you do it, designate your donation to the man that took the time to come on the air with us today, Hell's Bay. and that's Hell's Bay. So, so support the Hell's Bay team. And uh, but look, if you want to support one of the other teams, cool. Yeah. But, uh, hey, uh, you going turkey hunting this week? I am. Me too. <laughs> and I am looking forward to it. Yep. Can't wait. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to be turkey hunting and bass fishing this yep, week. I'm going to be doing the same two things. Um, carrying our headed up today, and we're going to spend Easter up there. And, and Colt and his buddy are up there bass fishing today. And then um, I'm going to I'm going to turkey hunt and bass fish with them. Sounds like a good weekend. Oh, does it, does it get any better? <laughs> no, it doesn't than that? get any better. And the weather's going to be gorgeous. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be fabulous for this weekend. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. Yeah, I mean they're calling east at five, and here 
Yep. The wind is going to back off throughout the day today. Thru- yeah, throughout the day. Tomorrow and- is going to be a gorgeous Easter. Yep, it is. Absolutely. Gorgeous. And then the first part of the week, I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be the first... This is springtime fishing that, that we've had, and we're going to have a solid week of it. You know, we're solid. not we're not we're not going to have that one day window where you go do something. Mm-mm. You're going to have a you're going to have a solid week, and it's it's going to get better. It's going to get in the 80s, and it should kick that water temperature up at least to 70, 71, and that's that's magic. That's what you need. That's what you need. That that's typically your number for for cobia. Yep. Now, quick question here. Yep. yep. Chance of catching any big reds and bait pods? Oh, absolutely. This is the time of year to do it. Another option. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what I'm going to try to do on next week, for sure. There's, there's your other option. Yep. Jeff, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show is brought to you by some fine sponsors. Uh, Shimano. Shimano, Got absolutely. Got the program going on yeah, at Strike Zone. Yeah, 99 bucks combo. I mean, listen, at Strike Zone, they will run out. Get them while you la- they yep. last. Yep. Okay, go to Strike Zone and check out the 99 real com- rod and reel combos. Steenhatchie River Club, Angie Sub, Strike Zone. Again, they got the combos. Mm-hmm. Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Inc., Whalen Bay Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Consignment, Boat Sales, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Claw Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, two locations now, Ring Power and Cat Rental Store, Stackham Storage, and of course, the Nimick Family of Dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, and Chevrolet on Cassett. <sighs> <laughs> Don't forget, break, breakfast at Moe's in St. Augustine. Oh, man. <laughs> it's all good stuff. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful Easter. It's Happy gonna, Easter. It's going to be beautiful. See you. See you. It's at the end of my-